Good evening, Commandos. Good evening, Commandos. Rooster here. And Squiggles. And you're listening to the Sanest Podcast in all of Wonderland. That'd be the call of the crow. You know, doing your call call thing? Caw-caw! There it is. I mean, I just referenced it on the YouTube channel, and now I'm like, you're not fucking doing your thing? That's what I always expect after I do the, you know, eh, you do your fucking, your bird chant thing. <laughs> oh, man, how you doing tonight, Squigs? Not too bad, not too bad. Oh, man, we actually got a lot of shit to talk about tonight. Fuck. Yeah, we do. God, I've been doing some shit. You watched a movie, and we I got a lot of it. news. I've got a couple of movies packed away for this, this episode that just didn't make it into the actual format, but... See, man, we got the show notes here. You're not ready for it. I'm sitting here like, what's he going to fucking talk about? Oh, man. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's just get going. What you got, man? So we went out tonight. We went out and saw uh, Knives Out. All right. I, I uh, You said it was from the same director as uh, Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson. It is. It honestly was a pretty good movie. It was it was different. It was quirky. Uh, it was a murder mystery. But it was it was a very good, very good movie that, I you know, we enjoyed. Very much uh, sitting down and watching it. Uh, I mean, it's got Captain America, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, and... Oh, I'm trying to think of his name, and I, I just... I, um, he was James Bond in uh, recently. Daniel Craig? Daniel Craig. <laughs> I can't... I just... The, the name slips, but yeah, Daniel Craig was... Dan Craig? Yeah, I'm... Uh... I don't know. I'll probably see it eventually. Uh, I do a lot of murder mysteries, so I don't know. I'll check it out. We're actually we're gonna go out as a group and check out Knives Out, and then it just never panned out. So oh okay. I don't know. Uh, Ryan Johnson. This is more his thing. If I remember, if I remember correctly, uh, Ryan Johnson's more of that independent, like different kind of filmmaker. It was definitely different. He was a surprise pick for Rise of Skywalker, or not Rise of Skywalker, uh, Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. So he was a surprise pick for that, if I remember correctly. I'm trying to go back and remember his filmography. So, I mean, when you do Last Jedi, the guy put about four years into Star Wars then. So, you put about two years pre-work, and then he put two years post-production work into it. So, that's one of the problems that uh, people had that people have issues with when they take a movie like Star Wars. Right. Is it's just such a fucking commitment. So, I can't remember what else he did. I think he did, what did he, Bloom Break or some shit like that? Did Last Jedi. Uh, give me a second. I got a, what's he got? Uh, I'm combining movies. He's got Brick, Blue, and The Brothers Bloom. Okay. So I was combining shit there. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, Ryan Johnson. I don't know, man. Uh, he's got a Director's Guild of America for Outstanding Directing Series in 2013 for his work on 51, which I'm not sure what that is. Is that the... Uh, it's Breaking animation? Bad. It was the f- oh. uh, fourth episode of the fifth season of Breaking Bad. Ah. So that's kind of the stuff that he was working on beforehand. Um, like I said, I don't know. I didn't really know Ryan Johnson before Star Wars. After Star Wars, I was like, well, I'm not a big fan of you, Ryan. <laughs> so I wasn't exactly uh, going off to track down his work on that. Right. Well, it was... Uh, I at least enjoyed the movie. Uh, Kayla seemed to enjoy it as well. I'm glad. We, I feel like real- it's been doing really well. We realized something, too. Our dates have all been uh, murder mystery stuff because we we didn't really get to go out too much during during the holiday season. So we we went to Spring Hills murder mystery and then we went to to murder mystery on big screen. Shit, man! People are fucking loving this movie. It's on two hundred and twenty eight point eight million so far I, in box office on a forty million budget. I enjoyed it. I it was it was very different. It was very different than than your, your normal like uh, murder mystery because you you kind of find out within first half hour how he dies when and how you think you know he dies and it, it ends up being very very catch-up uh work detective work through the rest of the movie on who did it and when hmm. it was it was it was different it was quirky it was it was right up my alley 
all right, cool. I'll have to check it out sometime. I uh, it's definitely been on my list. I I've been thinking about seeing it. I mean, I've been off two weeks, and I was like, yeah, maybe I'll go see Knives Out, and then I just keep never looking for a babysitter for Parker or anything. <laughs> like I just haven't gotten around to it. So at this point, I'll probably just wait until it comes out on DVD. So it'll be out. I think it came out in November. Yeah, it's probably in its last week of uh, of theater. I would assume. I don't know. I like I said. I just know it's been doing gangbusters at the cinema. So people are uh, people are loving it. It's got a lot of a uh, a lot of buzz. A lot of buzz. But who knows, man? I mean, it's my kind of quirky. I know I enjoyed it. I feel like you probably would too, just because we we have a lot of the same kind of quirky when it comes to to different things. But I, I feel like you would enjoy it if you went out and saw it. Can I forgive him enough for Last Jedi is the question. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll definitely check it out in the uh, probably near future. <laughs> I do enough uh, I do enough murder mysteries that I think I definitely will check it out. Right. I have no reason not to. That's cool, man. So you guys saw that tonight. Did you guys do anything fun? Uh, or at least other, I mean, that was fun other than we anything went, other we, than that. We went to dinner. We went to, you know, we went to, uh, got some steak and then we went to the murder mystery. And that, that's really, because she had to work, that's all we had time to do. So, it, but it was, it was a good night. It was just a, a really good night. All right. Yeah. I haven't really watched any movies, uh, since Rise of Skywalker last week. My, uh, I've been watching a lot of TV like normal, per, yeah. per the normal, per the normal. Parker's been home with me. I've been hanging out with him. And then when he takes naps, I get to watch some of the adult rated shit. <laughs> so uh, I watched Harley Quinn over on DC Universe. How's that? Man, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Kaylee Coco's, man, been fucking hilarious on that shit. You know, she's always been very funny in anything I've seen her in. So I, I can oh, only man. imagine giving her free reign as Harley Quinn would be amazing. Well, I wouldn't say she's got like free reign, obviously. She's working through a script and everything. Uh, right. But uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know how much direction she really has, or if she's just taking the character. But I mean, I, I mean, like I know Harley Quinn. Like in the in the trailers, they were dropping the f bomb pretty frequently. So yeah, they swear. that kind of free, like that that kind of comedic free reign where she can say whatever she wants. Yeah, well, like I said, I don't I don't know if it's like really scripted or if it's really improv or what. That's what I mean. I'm like, I don't yeah. know. Her comedic timing's definitely there. Um, honestly, I haven't really seen her in anything other than The Big Bang Theory. She was in Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. Didn't watch that. It was pretty good. It was pretty funny. Uh, John Ritter... Only had like two seasons, though, didn't it? No, two it, or three. It, it, had, it had, I think, four seasons. Well, I know John Ritter died, and then it had like one or two seasons after that. Yeah, it had... Because it, had it was doing Spade. really well before he kicked it. Yeah, it, 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 David Spade came in as the uh, brother... Of, uh, I vaguely remember my mom watched the show, so I vaguely remember Eight Simple Rules. But, uh, yeah, man, I she uh, was always very funny in that because she was kind of a kind of the airhead princess of the the family, and it's kind of been her entire career, yeah, a little bit. But (laughs) excuse me, she just made a gangbusters doing that for 10 years on Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah, she's making like a million plus an episode on that. Uh, let's see how many uh, seasons it had three seasons. Oh. That's what I was thinking. I think he died at the end of the second season, and then I got one more season after that. So I was like, I don't think I it had... It must, it maybe, maybe I because my dad watched it a lot, so maybe he was watching it as it showed, so it uh, seems longer. I don't know. Uh, like I said, I, I felt like it got a... Uh, I think it got renewed after his death. I can't remember. Might have got that sympathy renewal, and they were like, how are we going to continue on? And then that's how they continued on. Because like I said, I remember they brought David Spade into who I like David Spade. It was, yeah. uh, what, early 2000s? Yeah. Had to be early 2000s. Big Bang picked up in, what, 2008? Somewhere I think something there. in that range. It was around me going to college, me finishing high school and going to college yeah. that I picked up. Because when it started up, uh, How I Met Your Mother was the big sitcom everyone was watching. Yeah. But yeah, no, I've really enjoyed Harley Quinn so far. Uh, voice acting has been fantastic. It's got her. It's got uh, Alan Tudyk playing the Joker. 
Uh, my favorite okay. comedian, Ron Funches, plays King Shark. He's fucking hilarious. Wait, wait, wait. Ron Funches plays King Shark? Mm-hmm. Oh, now I might absolutely have to check this out because yeah. I love Ron Funches and Ron Funches as King Shark sounds amazing. Oh, it's fucking hilarious because King Shark's not playing like a big dumb brute. He's like their computer tech guy. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like there was one joke where he's like, thank you for letting me use my brain, Harley. I really appreciate it. And then he bites a guy's head off. <laughs> yeah, man, it's pretty good. It is pretty good. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I do. It's very vulgar. It's uh, yeah, man, they just fucking let it fly. Oh. Like I was, It might swear more than I do, if I'm being honest. That's impressive. Oh man, you're telling me. I wasn't expecting it. I was not expecting to like it as much as I do. Uh it's uh, it's got that comic comedic kind of like fucking like just gore where it's like guys die all the time but blood's just kind of slightly off colored and then it's got like the um I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it like cartoon organs. Yeah. Like you'll see those go flying out when guys explode and die and shit. Like Mr. Potato Head organs almost. Uh yeah, a little bit like that. I'd say a little bit. It's it's fucking insane, man. I mean, like the body count of this show is just through the fucking roof. Like, they kill people off in these episodes like there's nothing. Uh, it's full of D-listers. Dr. Psycho is one of the main ones. Uh, Clayface is like this failed actor who's never really pulled off a heist. He's so cool. He's goofy as hell. That was one of the, the Clayfaces, I believe. The second or third Clayface in the in the books. Well, I mean, like, just the way they're portraying Clayface is just like, I, there's no real reason that he's a villain. It's just he's Clayface, and he's, like, yeah. made of clay. He wants to be an actor. He's just... Not an actor. He's like, I got to play a guy once, like a dog, for like half a minute. <laughs> it's so quirky. Like, he got his arm cut off, and like the entire shtick of the episode was the arm becomes like a lost child, and it's going to uh, rat out Harley's lair to Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> Commissioner Gordon's like a washed-up cop who's having marital problems. Batman's fucking... Like, there's a running joke where Harley keeps telling people that Batman fucks bats. <laughs> it's, it's insane, man. Like, I don't really know how to describe this show. It is just fucking insane. Sounds like and it. it keeps picking up more like ensemble members as the show goes on. Like King Shark came in like episode four. Uh, Doctor Psycho was like so. Episode she really two. is trying to find a group, and the whole the whole se- season at least is going to be no. Her I would say she group. finds she finds the group by like that's pretty well established by like episode three ish. Yeah. Like she gets her crew together. So and then it's because it's always her and her and Ivy working together. And then uh, it's her, Ivy, Dr. Psycho, Clayface, King Shark comes in. So like they keep slotting more people in, but she already has her crew. And I can't imagine at this point, like episode six, I think it's a 13 episode run. I don't feel like they're going to continue to introduce characters. Right. They might. I mean, they might like there's a bunch of people in the DC universe to introduce. Oh, sure. But at this point, especially if you're looking at D-listers, because DC has a shit ton of D-listers. Yeah, well, I mean, they're already using a fuckload of them. Like, Kite Man's been in an episode. Like, he's appeared a couple times. Uh, there was a shtick with him and uh, Poison Ivy in episode two, which was pretty funny. I think it was episode two. Okay. I'd say it's not bad so far. Uh, like I said, uh, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did, but it's been really funny. It is fucking graphic. It is insane, but it is, it's really funny. I, uh, it, it just... I don't know, man. It's just, it's so irrelevant and so like irreverent to like what its source material is. It's like, fuck it. It's just this kooky little show. Uh, I don't know. Like it it couldn't slot anywhere else into the DC universe. And I can't imagine making any other shows set in this world because it's almost like the quirky world. Like at one point, like uh, they kicked Dr. Psycho out of the, uh, out of the Legion of Dune because he keeps calling Wonder Woman a cunt. (laughs) Like that's the joke. So he's like, ah, you know, and he gets kicked out of the fucking Legion of Dune. Uh, Doom, and uh, because of that, he's like, oh, you know, so he joins up with Harley, and so, like, the the Legion of Doom's like, you know, we don't support that brand of evil. (laughs) 
And it's like that's like the running joke is like he's just like he's misogynistic, like not too evil. He's just he's a fucking misogynistic asshole. Right. So it's like he's like a perverted little troll throughout the (laughs) thing. And it's just it's fucking funny, man. Like, it's really enjoyable. It's not going to win any awards. I don't think I wouldn't give it a fucking award, (laughs) honestly. Because I mean, like the animations, it's good. It's okay. It's like basic animation. You'll see today. The writing's funny. It's on par. The people who are doing it know what they're doing. Right. Like, that's the thing I really enjoy. The and they seem to know the characters pretty well. Uh, no, I mean, they're making up their own rules for the characters, in all seriousness. Uh, Poison Ivy's probably the most grounded of the characters, but all the other characters, like, I mean, uh, Jim Gordon's a washed-up cop having marital problems, and he's like, I just want to talk to Bats about my failed relationship. Huh. Uh, yeah, fucking, like, Joker. Eh, Joker, I guess he could be, like, character right for uh, Alan Tudyk. But, like, Bane's kind of weird. Like, he's a big brute. But then he's like, you know, I don't like it when you call me Monster Joker. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's just, it's that kind of kooky world where uh, Penguin's throwing a bar mitzvah for his nephew. And at the end of it, he's like, oh, well, I'm going to let you pull off a heist. It's it's like weird. It's weird worlds like that where all the kids are like, oh, we all know that Penguin's nephew, that, you know, it's Penguin is his uncle. And. It's just this kooky little world like that. Right. You know, it's like you can just run into a bar and recruit a whole bunch of henchmen. It's like, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do this. And then they run out with you. So I don't I, I don't really know how to explain it. It's just it's a kooky little universe and the people know the universe they've created. Right. So I wouldn't say that there's any characters that stand really, you know, like similar to anything that they have in the comics. But, you know, it's fun. It's an enjoyable romp. But I would I would definitely recommend checking it out. Like, if you want something vulgar and you want something to just kind of turn your brain off and, like, enjoy for, like, half an hour, it's really funny. Yeah. Like, it's definitely so gotten it, some belly laughs. is it coming laughs. out, like, week to week or is it coming out? Yeah, so it's doing once? the uh, it's doing the not Netflix schedule where every week you get a new episode. So okay. every Friday you get a new episode of Harley Quinn on the uh, DC Universe app. And I've checked out, I, uh, I, I tuned into Titans for, like, three seconds and I was like, yeah, I just, it felt really gritty and I wasn't feeling it yet. Right. Uh, Batman animated series is still fantastic. Of course. Uh, there's some other stuff on there I'll get to. I haven't tried Young Justice yet or anything like that, but uh, so far I've really enjoyed it. There's a lot of comic books on there, so I downloaded it to my phone to check out, and you can read through, like, really recent shit. Like, there's some Doomsday Clock stuff on there. I think it goes wow. up to, like, episode 7 of Doomsday Clock, wow. and that just finished, like, last month. So I wonder, then, is uh, Watchmen going to end up on DC Universe at some point after it's, after, or is HBO going to... So I have a really... I, I don't think HBO is going to let that go. Right. Um, like just looking at it and like personal thoughts, I think they'd want Watchmen on there because the movie Watchmen is on there, but I think HBO is going to maintain the rights to that same way. We're not going to see when the green lantern series comes out on HBO max next year or the year after whenever it's supposed to come out. I don't think we're going to see those shows on DC universe and I don't think they're ever going to pop up on DC universe. Um, and some of the movies are kind of hard to find there as well. So I think that's going to be the challenge and what they run into with those with like a channel like that. So it, it, there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of, uh, um, lot, a lot of uh, I've lost the words. We might as well move on because I've completely lost the word. All right. Uh, you mean you're saying like streaming rights and things like that? Yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, no, you're fine, buddy. Uh, what it is is uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the contracts look like, and I don't know what like the intricacy, intrinsic. Yeah, fuck that word. I don't <laughs> know how detailed it is, man. <laughs> But what I do know, like, I just I don't think it's going to make it over there because I think HBO is going to keep it on their streaming service because it's an HBO original series. Uh, Damon Lindelof, like they had the rights to watch, but I don't know why. I don't know if WB owns HBO or not, or if they just license movies out to them. 
I honestly don't know, but I don't, I just, I don't imagine that it's going to make it over to the DC universe app. Um, and it's kind of a shame because it would be nice if everything could get collected in one place. Like Marvel's right. able to collect everything over at Disney plus. It'd be nice if you could collect everything for DC universe. Well, into even, DC. Even, even Marvel's having trouble getting everything. Cause they, they don't have all the rights to like Spider-Man and some of the, some, of I the think others. Spider-Man's the only thing they're really not going to see over there. Yeah. Like maybe incredible Hulk, but Spider-Man and I'd have to look so, but they're working on getting everything right now. Yeah. Like pretty much all this, all the Marvel cinematic universe is over there. Um, a lot of the animated shows are over there. That's true. Yeah, I mean they've got fucking X Men, Spider Man from the nineties, Iron Man. Spider-Man I haven't looked up to about two years ago is on there, I believe. Yeah, well, all the animated shit is what I mean. Yeah. So I don't think they've done an animated. Uh, they might have Ultimate Spider Man on there. I don't know. I haven't looked. Uh, I really, yeah, I really don't know. But if it was an ABC show, it's on there. It's going to be on there. Well, it was a, a Disney XD, so it, it's. Oh, then it's a Disney show, so it'll definitely be on there. Yeah, if it's not there yet, it, it'll be there. Soon, I so. imagine it's on there. I'd put it on there if it was on, unless it's still got the deal with Netflix, because I know right. they had that deal a few years ago. So for Disney, they're just waiting for like streaming deals to end to get their stuff back. Like I think Pirates of the Caribbean just left, but as soon as that deal ends, uh, the Stranger Tides one. As soon as that deal ends, it'll be back over to Disney Plus. And then Home Alone, I think they had an issue. So Home Alone 1 and 2 have left Disney uh, Plus, but they'll be back instead as well. Because they don't want to have a revolving door of titles. They're just like, well, we've got streaming deals in place, and they start here and end here. Yeah. So they're just waiting for that shit to end. So probably by the end of, or middle of this year, they'll have most of their, their stuff back, you would think? Uh, it'll take longer than that. I think there's some stuff that I know won't show up until like 2022. Oh, really? Wow. I yeah, I was looking was at, I was trying to find something the other day, and I can't remember what it was. I want to say it was like Christopher Robin, but it might, it was that recent movie about a grown up Christopher Robin. Yeah, that one's, that one's definitely on Netflix because I watched that about a month ago. Yeah, so I, well, I tried to find it on Disney Plus because it's Disney Plus. You know, I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll look for a Christopher Robin movie on Disney first. Right. And it was, uh, I don't think that's available till like 2022. If it's not that, it's something that's not available. Maybe it's Mary Poppins. Okay. But something's not available for like another year on Disney Plus or another two years almost. So they're still uh, they're still waiting on that because they signed these deals. I think Disney Plus, I mean, they announced it, but they had these deals in place like, you know, hey, we're going to get the next uh, eight Disney movies or the next four Marvel movies, which is why, like, I think Infinity War wasn't on Disney Plus when it launched. It might be now. But like Last Jedi, like, I mean, they'd love to have Last Jedi on there before Star Wars came out. But I don't think Last Jedi popped up on there until the 26th. It did not. So like, I know that just got to Disney Plus. Right. So that's one of the issues that they ran that they've run into is just they had so many deals with so many streaming companies. Which but, makes sense before before Disney Plus that you'd want to have all those. Deals. Oh, exactly. It's the same reason like Marvel Studios didn't have rights to a shitload of characters like they had to go with, you know, the uh, the second tier characters of Iron Man and Captain America. Right. Because they didn't have fucking the, Spider-Man. I mean, the Avengers, really, just in general, the Avengers weren't uh, weren't weren't really big names. They were just no. You couldn't sell those characters. Like no. no one wanted to make an Iron Man movie. No one wanted to make a Captain America movie. No one wanted to make Thor. Like they looked at those and they're like, yeah, that's not really what we want to do with it. So Marvel got to keep those rights. Like people wanted to make Ghost Riders and Fantastic Fours and X Men and Spider Man. And because of that, like, they lost the rights to those characters. And, I mean, they've obviously, I think everyone pretty much has come home except, you know, Spider-Man, sort of. Spider-Man is sort of home, and Hulk is home as long as he's not doing his own thing. Which is fine. I don't think we're clamoring for a Hulk movie. I think the Hulk movie we were clamoring for, we got in Thor Ragnarok. Nah, yeah, I would say people would want Planet Hulk more, so yeah. I definitely agree with that. I, I mean, unless you want to do, like, World War Hulk, and even then, that might be pushing it at this point. 
Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I think Planet Hulk's probably the most enjoyable Hulk storyline. Like, if I was going to do a Hulk movie, that's the one I would have done. Yeah. And so they did it. Like, they did. We got, we got Planet Hulk and Thor Ragnarok. So did. I can't really imagine. I mean, maybe some maybe some Maestro shit. Maybe uh, some Red Hulk shit, maybe, if you really want Maybe. Wanted. I mean, they brought, they brought General Thunderbolt back, so. They did, and. Thunderbolt, I mean, yes. If you if you've got the rights to Deadpool, you've got the rights to um, Elektra and Punisher and all these other. You know, well, I think they got the rights to Elektra back with Daredevil because I think she was tied to Daredevil. She was. So um, they got that back a while ago. That's, and they've uh, obviously got Punisher. They've got Elektra. That they, so they've got all the characters at this point. They could make a you know Thunderbolts movie if they really wanted to. Yeah, I mean, they could. I, I'm not going to say they don't. I know you're like, I'd love the Thunderbolts to come out. I, I do. I don't know that. I don't know I necessarily want Thunderbolt Ross's Thunderbolts to come out, but I'll take a Thunderbolts movie any day of the week. I still just have a hard time imagining you were going to see the Thunderbolts. I, I still think that's a little obscure. I mean, I know Guardians of the Galaxy was fucking obscure and they came up with that team, but I just, I don't know, man. I just don't doing, see a Thunderbolts movie. They're doing movie. the Eternals and they're doing, uh, they're doing Master of Kung Fu, so anything's possible. Uh, I would say Eternals is definitely a deep cut. Master of Kung Fu, I like Shang-Chi. Like, I enjoy those old comics, so... Like, those are back with the old, like, fucking Iron Fist comics. You know, they're really, in, I don't know, just fun. Yeah. So I, I can dig what you're saying. I just, I don't see it. I don't know where it fits in the Marvel Universe either. Especially, like, I don't know. I think if, um, I think this is where you're going to get fucking Thunderbolts. If we're watching the next Suicide Squad movie and it comes out and makes fucking gangbusters. Yeah. If it comes out and it makes all the fucking money, you get Thunderbolts. But at the same time, I feel like Disney would be like a fuck you to DC and they'd be like, oh, you're going to make one. We're going to make our own movie about villains. <laughs> yeah. And they'd put it out like time and like time and date with uh, yeah. oh, Suicide Squad. So the fact that like we don't have any Thunderbolts mentioned and we have Suicide Squad 2 coming, I just I don't know. They got Birds of Prey coming too. Maybe that's what they're going to give the DC. Like, well, they can keep making villain movies. Yeah. Because I mean, if there's one thing that Marvel, and that's another concern I'd have, Marvel fucks the villains up pretty hard. They do. Like the villains had like Red Skull was fine, uh, but I mean like Yellow Jacket was garbage and Ghost like both Ant Man movies have had the weakest villains. They have and Ghost was actually a pretty awesome character in the books at one point, at least in the Thunderbolts books because he was a member of the Thunderbolts squad and that was something they completely changed about him. He went after Iron Man because he didn't like rich people at all, so that was what he did. He he did corporate sab sabotage. Yeah, I mean, I've argued for years that the biggest issue Marvel runs into is their best villains were tied up in other companies. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Doom, in my opinion, is the best Marvel villain. He was living over at Fox. Same with Galactus, who's a close second. And then Spider-Man has the best rogues gallery in all of Marvel. Oh, uh, yeah. And sure. his fucking villains were all tied up over at Sony, and they're still kind of tied up over at Sony. Yeah. So we can't really bring, like, a fucking, uh, you know, a Green Goblin or a Doc Ock in yet until we can get some clarity on how long will Spider-Man live in the MCU. Right. And, I mean, I don't blame them for that concern. Like, I mean, they picked Vulture, who's, you know, a Sinister Six member, definitely a respectable Spider-Man villain. But it's like we have Vulture and Mysterio, who, like, I always look at it and I'm like, man, like, that top tier Spider-Man villain for me is always like goblins and Ock and but, Sandman. Uh, no, I don't put Sandman up on that top tier. I mean, I do, but that's that's me. Like reading the comics and going through, like Sandman's always like Sandman's never like the leader. Yeah. Like so, I always think like Goblin and Ock are always the two that like if there's a bunch of Spider-Man villains, that's where everyone turns to. And Sandman's always like he's always a hired thug. More recently, you could go maybe Mister Negative. 
Uh, Mr. Negative definitely made a big appearance with the games. Uh, he was very popular with the PS4 game, and then he definitely made some comic appearances. Uh, when I got back into Spider-Man, you saw Mr. Negative pop out. Yeah. And I think when Peter Parker came back after Superior, Mr. Negative was a big villain. So he definitely has had some more screen time recently. Right. But yeah, man, I would always put, I, like, I always view uh, Green Goblin, like, Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, pick any goblin. Right. And fucking Doc Ock is those top tier. And then, like I said, Sandman, it's like, yeah, he's, he's a good villain. Uh, like, Sandman's on the same level as, like, an Electro as a fucking, you know, uh, Kingpin. Like, characters like that for Spider-Man villains. And, I mean, Kingpin, like, you know, he shares him with uh, Daredevil. He does. Because Kingpin's a top-tier Daredevil villain, but then, he, like I said, he's like, yeah, he's the Mid- next rung down. Yeah, he's, he's mid-level for, for Spidey. And I think, I mean, unlike saying, like, you know, second-tier, like, Marvel heroes, like, Iron Man, Thor, Cap, were back in, like, I don't know, 2005, let's say. Right. Like, saying, like, Spider-Man villains for second-tier are still way above that, I think. Like, they can definitely, they can carry their own arcs, they can carry their own villains. And, I mean, those heroes carried their own books. But I would definitely say, like, I mean, just Ock and Goblin I mean, are in leagues of their own. You, you, you have guys like Venom that that carry literally carried their own books and went through multiple characters. Venom's a really interesting one, just because like he's had his own books, had his own series for a long time. He's been, he's been and, the villain. He's been the hero. Mm-hmm. He's been the mass murderer, and then he became Agent Venom, where he was Flash Thompson as the hero. Yep. Uh, then he became a space hero. That he did. So then, and then he got cleansed in space at some point. Yeah, there's been a lot of weird shit Literal that's happened Guardian to Venom. of the Galaxy at one point. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Venom's a weird character that has gone through quite a bit. There have been a lot of fucking choices with Venom. Uh, same way Carnage, man. He's in a league of his own as well, like yeah. a Marvel of uh, Spider-Man villains. Just because, I mean, he's a fucking psychopath. Like, he shows up and uh, there's a Deadpool Deadpool versus Carnage miniseries that's really good because it's two brands of crazy that fit oh, each other God, really well. Yeah. Like, I, I, think I, rem- I think I own that one, and I remember reading that, and I was just sitting there going, Ooh, this is this is a whole new level of nuts. Yeah, man, it's a fun, it's a really fun one. Yep. But yeah, man, I mean, I, I dig those. So now uh, Marvel might be able to play with some of those villains, but like Marvel definitely can play with Doc, with um, not Doc Ock, Doctor Doom, Doom, and they can play with Galactus, which I've always I, I've said, and I wish the way they would have ended Phase Three of the MCU would have been with a post-credit scene of a planet getting visited by the Silver Surfer saying, I'm the Herald of Galactus. Yep. And, like, just that, then you look up in the sky. Nah, man, Herald, like, full, like, I'm the Herald of Galactus, you know? He's coming to your world. Like, that fucking full announcement from the books is Mm -hmm. what I fucking want. Silver Surfer's also on Disney+. Plus. He is. So if you can go back and watch some old Silver Surfer uh, cartoon. So is uh, Spider-Woman. I caught that, too. I was like, that's interesting. Well, it's cool. Did you ever watch the old Silver Surfer cartoon? Uh, no, but I definitely will at some point now. Oh, it's fun, man. It's low on the list, but it is on the list of stuff I want to watch. Oh, yeah, dude. The old, uh, the old Fox Kids, like, cartoons. Like, when mm-hmm. I was a kid, like, that, what I watched growing up between, like, fucking, I don't know, like, early 90s to, like, uh, mid-90s. Yeah, like, right, it, it was either right before, mm-hmm. like, right after Power Rangers, where you're like, oh, okay, I guess we'll watch this for right now. Well, Power Rangers, if I remember correctly, was a weekday show. Like, I'm trying, like, yeah, Power Rangers was a weekday show. Yeah, well. I only, uh, because I remember that because when I was a kid... Uh, there was a stupid fight. Like, I'd get home from school, and I'd watch Power Rangers before I'd fucking do anything else. Yeah. So, and then Saturday mornings was when you got fucking, like, uh, Iron Man and all that cool shit. Yeah. That, you, absolutely, actually, you're right. Yeah, no. you. I remember that as well now. I know, I'm just, I'm looking back on my childhood, I'm like, let's see, because I could watch uh, Power Rangers, and then in the late 90s, I'd watch Pokemon, because that was a weekday show. And then you could also watch um, Jackie Chan Adventures, and... Uh, Jackie Chan was a Saturday morning cartoon. Was it? Mm-hmm. Man, I'm getting my days all mixed up. Nah, man, I uh, I vividly remember Jackie Chan being a Saturday morning cartoon. 
Maybe I was catching the reruns then on the Ah, oh, maybe. I mean, I think it definitely became a weekday show. So it might have ran with Pokemon, because that was WB, so it was uh, Pokemon in the afternoon. I think you got a, an hour-long block of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, when I'd get home from school, I'd catch Pokemon in the late 90s, and it was... What did Pokemon do? I think they showed the episodes like completely out of order to start with. Yeah. So it made no fucking sense. Because I, I, for some reason, vaguely recall like Pokemon coming over to the States, and you had like fucking the first episode... And then, like, the next episode I saw, it's, like, fucking versus... It was that Ditto episode. Yeah. And it was, like, Ash had a bunch of Pokemon. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and, like, WWE... Or WB... WWE... WB put it all out in crazy order, and I think that was part of the reason they had the the rights to it is because they didn't have to put it out in the right order. I mean, I, they probably just dubbed shit as it came out, as they had the fucking chance to, and they probably got, like, new episodes quicker than old episodes. I don't know. I don't know what the 90s dub system was, was I looking don't either, like. man. You definitely know more about that than I do. Like I said, I just, I remember getting home. I just remember getting home off the bus. I'd get home uh, like 3, 3.30 and Pokemon would be on. I'd be like, fucking Pokemon. And then later in life, like I wasn't watching that shit anymore. But uh, like I just, I remember in the 90s, like I was watching Power Rangers after kindergarten every day. Yeah. Because I remember if I had a bad day and like I'd get off, like I'd get on the fucking, like my gumballs were out of the gumball machine because I was in my kindergarten, like fucking like, you know, like, discipline procedure. If I lost all four of my gumballs throughout the day, then I couldn't watch Pokemon at night. Because I was back before they really diagnosed me with ADHD, and they're just like, this kid's fucking hyper, we don't know what to do. So that was fun. That was fun. So I lost a lot of Power Ranger days. Yeah. Yeah, my mom actually, she was cool, she'd record it. Like, she's like, alright, he's in trouble, but... Like, we'll I don't know. later. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, I mean, there was sort of a story to, to uh, fucking Power Rangers. Most of, the, most of the time, there was a, a there was an overarching story, but there was... A very light, light through line. Yeah. Usually, it was just in shit like the White Ranger, shit like that, so... Man, the fucking 90s were great, dude. 90s was great television, no matter what you looked at. Like, I just mean, thinking about dumb shows and shit ni- I watched. Early 90s, you had X-Men, you had, you had Power Rangers... You, I mean, you had great shows throughout the 90s. Oh, yeah, man. X-Men, Power Rangers. You had fucking Spider-Man pop on. Yu-Gi-Oh, we started Jackie getting... Chan. Like, I love the Jackie Chan adventures. They, I, I, yeah, I man. I want to say Jackie Chan came out mid to late 90s. Yu-Gi-Oh definitely was late 90s. It, I think it was like 98 or 99. Yeah, well, I know, you, I guess I know Yu-Gi-Oh came out around the end of the 90s just because I remember playing, uh, I played the card game in middle school. Right. So it's like, that's where I got into that because that's where I got into the uh, CCGs. So I was playing Pokemon the card game. Then I moved into Yu-Gi-Oh. Then I moved into Magic slightly before, uh, slightly around high school. Then I completely got out of the CCG market because, like, fuck, man, I'm a high school kid. I can't afford this shit. Right. So I got out of CCGs. I played Naruto and shit. Uh, I played lightly through high school with my friends. Yeah. But uh, I did not. Uh, I did not keep up with Magic. I uh, I did not play too much. I played Yu-Gi-Oh, and that was about the only CCG I played back then. It was just. All I could have, like, I could only afford to play like one card game. Yeah, I uh, I got more into like click based games and shit like that. Games I could win limited edition figures, and then I could trade or sell those figures to get back into tournaments. So I had a pretty good run in like Mech Warrior and shit like that. That's, That's cool. where I got into minis. Good That's times, cool. man. I love that shit, dude. I miss playing games like that. I still have a whole bunch of Mech Warrior and uh, Mage Knight shit, nice. which were just um, just miniature based games. They were fucking awesome. I dabbled in Warhammer a little bit. I never dove too deep into it, but I dabbled a little bit in a Warhammer 40k. All right, man. Uh, man, we keep going off the rails. Uh, what else we got? What you got? Uh, we uh, got Howl's Moving Castle. On Howl's there. Moving Castle. Yeah. So I've never seen this movie. Um, what? Yeah. I. I mean, you've seen it now, right? We're I've talking seen, about I've it. I've seen it now. My uh, my girlfriend's daughter loves these movies. Love loves the Studio Ghibli movies. 
Absolutely you adore him. As everyone does. As everyone does. It just, it's actually it was, in our newsletter. It is. Uh, but it's one of those things that my sister and I just never got into as kids. So I never kept up with it, and I never really watched it. Did you guys fucking hate whimsical fun? Like, was there a problem? No, it just, it, we just <laughs> never saw it. We just, I don't think we ever saw them. Oh, my God. God, I can't imagine a childhood without my neighbor Totoro. <laughs> Holy shit, that can't... I saw him Totoro... Man, I was a kid. I had to be in fifth or sixth grade the first time I saw Totoro. But, they, you know, they... they I think it was New Year's Eve. They they wanted to watch it, and about halfway through, we we turned it off. And the next day, I got to I got to finish watching it. It was it was fantastic. It was one of the better movies I've seen in a long time. Oh, and, dude, there's a reason how uh, uh, not Dallas, but uh, Studio Ghibli was on my uh, top movie list. Oh, I know, I know. Talking about that, you know. Oh my god. But yeah, it was it was definitely a great. It's just a great feel good movie. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Calisfer, you're making that fucking delicious ass bacon. Uh-huh. Oh my god. I believe uh I wanna say Christian Bale is the voice of Hal. Christian Bale is the like voice, the voice of, Hal. of Hal. Have you uh what what else have you seen Miyazaki wise then? Uh, I've seen my neighbor, uh okay, my my cousin I, I can't remember I think I've seen um I want I want uh, the the Kiki's delivery service. I think oh, I've seen so that. Oh, so good! One. I love Kiki's delivery. I, but those are probably the only three that I've seen at this point. What? I oh told you I never. Wait, you never seen Spirited Away? I maybe Spirited Away. Oh, uh, you know if you saw fucking Spirited Away, man. Spirit is Spirited Away with the the giant black looking ghost yeah, with no the face. face. Yeah, no face. Okay, yeah, I've seen that one. All right, you lying to me? No. Okay, you better not be, man. I mean, we'll fucking watch no, this movie. But I, I got no problem watching with that, these movies. That being said, I don't think I've seen Kiki's deli- Delivery Service. Yeah, wait, now you don't think you've seen Kiki's nope. Delivery? Oh, I my think, fucking God. I, I love think I've seen, I've, I've seen I've seen Spirited Away. I've seen um, My Neighbor Totoro, and I've oh seen my God. now Howl's movie. Nausicaa? Nah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're going to have to have a fucking My Neighbor Totoro night sometime, man. Like, that's what we need to have, because we can just watch all of them. That, but mostly fine. my neighbor because I love my neighbor. I'm I'm always favorite. down, man. So let's see. I'm what are we saying? We've said we were saying we've seen Spirited, we've seen House, we've seen Neighbor. We've, so we're I've saying we've neighbor. seen. All right. God, you haven't seen anything else. Ponyo? I don't even like Ponyo. I, I've that's not the seen, only I've, one I don't like. I've not seen Ponyo. No. Oh man, I don't like Ponyo that much. From want to level with you. All right. So so what you're saying is we should probably start with Ponyo, because it's the you know. Uh, I mean, a lot of people like Ponyo. It's a little bit more bubblegummy, a little bit just, I don't know, man. Like, it, it was never my cup of tea. I remember seeing it the first time. It's got this, like, fucking bubblegum pop song to it. It's like, Ponyo, Ponyo, fishy in the sea. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, it's, it's okay, man. Uh, Liam Neeson's in it. He's, uh, he plays Ponyo's dad. Okay. It's just, I don't know. There's just something about that movie. Like, it's fun. Like, it's just sitting here. It's like talking it's about Thor. An- right. It's, an- it's, another, it's another fun, yeah, like, feel-good studio Ghibli. I compare it to Thor, Thor Dark World. Like, gotcha. it's, uh... You know, it's a movie, it fits in the, you know, it's like, yeah, but it's like, yeah, whatever, man. Uh, I mean, if we go outside Studio Ghibli and just to, uh, like, non-Miyazaki films, uh, they've got one I love called The Cat Returns. It's fucking phenomenal. God, there's so many Studio Ghibli films we could check out, man. I and I, I think between uh, you and you and uh, you and Harmony, I, I I'm gonna end up seeing them all. God, they keep doing no uh, every year. They do a Ghibli Fest and they play all of these fucking Studio Ghibli movies. Yeah, and it's fucking amazing. Princess Mononoke, Nasca, uh, Castle in the Sky. Oh my God, I love dude. I love Miyazaki. Yeah, like I would say Miyazaki is even people who don't dig anime. Like I'm like if you like art independent movies, these are movies you should be checking out. That's something I've always said about Miyazaki films. Spe- I mean Miyazaki specifically, but anything out of the Studio Ghibli house. Right. If you're not, if you're into art films and you're into cinema, there's no reason you're not watching one of these fucking movies. I mean, they make me want to clean my fucking house. They make me go, man, I should cook some fucking bacon and some right. eggs, man. Like shit, I think God, 
God, so you're telling me a couple we, uh, a couple months ago when I gave you that fucking breakfast, like it's like a house breakfast. I just didn't have calories. You had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. No clue. God, man, you gotta let me know when you don't get my references, bro. <laughs> Holy shit, I love man. That's a great movie. It oh, is. Man. What, how, you probably sat down to yeah, watch it. How's Moving Castle? I I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Holy shit, that's a great movie. Yeah. That is a good movie. You know what else is a great movie? The other movie I caught. The one I said I was going to catch. Oh, did you actually sit down and watch Rogue One? Yes, I did. I heard you playing it the other day when I was down here editing, but I uh, I, I heard you also fall asleep. So yes, I fell asleep. I watched it. I watched the, re- and it wasn't, it wasn't a normal. I fell asleep through this movie. It was a. I was completely exhausted. I fell asleep through this movie because <laughs> normally when I fall asleep through a movie, I won't go back and watch the second half. Well, I'm glad you went back and watched it. Absolutely. No, it was. It, I was thoroughly enjoying it, and then I just crashed. Well, I can tell you were definitely like either you were dead or asleep in there, and I didn't check because I got a policy that I'll I'll check on squiggles if I hadn't heard from him in like three days. So after you know, other than that, I don't want to like open the fa- open the curtain and see what might be back there in his room. Right. But after three days, I'm like, all right, I gotta fucking like do a wellness check on the kid. <laughs> But, uh, no, man, there's, uh, there's the Darth Vader line where it's like, you know, be careful not to choke, choke on, on your, your aspirations. aspirations. Yeah. And I, I make a joke. I'm like, fucking Vader bat out here making dad jokes. <laughs> and, like, you know, it's like, I didn't hear anything. And I was like, shit, man, he's got to be fucking out then. Yeah, I think at, at that point I probably was because I ended up having to watch that the next that part the next morning. I'll tell you, man, uh, I really like Rogue One. It does not work as an audio drama, I've discovered. No? Well, I was sitting here editing that entire time. Yeah. And I, I'm listening to Rogue One coming from your room because, like, you know, for uh, to set the scene a little bit, Commandos, uh, we're recording at the game table, and Squiggle's room is right next to Literally the game area. Literally 20 feet away. Fuck, 20 feet, dude. I'm being very generous If I laid that. down on the fucking floor, I might be able to touch my foot on the table and stretch real hard and be like two feet from your bed. Yeah. Like, if the door's open. So I'm, uh, I'm hearing fucking Rogue One coming from his room. And it's, I mean, it's fine. It's like, I know what's happening so I can picture the scene, but it is not an audio drama. It's nope. definitely something you gotta see. Definitely something the, you gotta the, watch. But the visuals and, and the thing is, I love this movie, but the, the, and unfortunately it's a prequel to the original series made 30 years ago because none of these characters get mentioned again, unless they get mentioned in some of the later films. None of these characters get mentioned again, and they are the absolute true heroes of the re- rebellion. Well, I think um, there are ma- references at the beginning of A New Hope, and like there's not really time to reference like these guys. Because I mean, if you watch, you know, you're watching the movie, so it's like uh, fucking uh, Booty and uh, Jin. They're not fucking members of the rebellion. Like they no. just got roped into this shit. K2SO and Cassian, like they're just people that lost their lives. Like, it's the same way we don't reference, you know, any of the other X-Wing pilots who die in the trench run, you know? It's like they're just more people that die on the way to the to the run, you know? I mean, look at how many Rebels probably kick it at that point. True. But I feel like if you're... You, I mean, know, you lost these, a lot of Rebels at that point, too, you did. if you think about but it. But I feel like the, the crew of the Rogue One, it should have been, you know, is, is without the crew of the Rogue One, you do not win the Rebellion. Well, I think so. But, I mean, they get a great reference... In the uh, opening scroll, you know, political turmoil, like a civil war is, you know, rebels fight the Galactic Empire. And they talk about how a strike force got these plans. Okay. And then they even bring Mom Mothman, who, like, when they get the plans for the second Death Star, you know, she has a little bit more to do there. But I feel like, you know, like, that's their, like, I don't know, their justification, their reward is, like, this small strike force is referenced in the opening crawl. Like, the very first thing you ever see in Star Wars, two sentences in, you hear about their fucking sacrifice to this get these true. plans. Just, I mean, like, I, just I mean, that's feel a Suicide like Squad right there, man. It is absolutely, it is, it, and they they knew it pretty much going into, but no, I definitely I dig exactly what you're saying though. That's always a, a problem had, you run into. But it, it, I I say this: had this been made, or had the original trilogy been made 
with this in mind, there would have been at least a statue or a reference of something to them. Well, right? I, I still don't think you get a statue. I, maybe not a statue, but you get something. You get, uh, and I mean, I don't know, man. Do you reference it? Like, I mean, you don't have a lot of time. Like, shit, we just got the plans and the Death Star is coming. Like, if you watch it as a double feature, which I highly recommend doing with Rogue One sometime, why, like, Rogue One and A New Hope take place over a week? Like, it's not very long. Like, that Strike Force, you know, they go out to uh, Jeddah, they get the fucking plans, they come back to Yavin, then so they head back out to uh, Scarif. Here, here, here's where you, I believe you put it in. You had in, in, uh, in Hope, Jesus. New Hope. New Hope, thank you, the words. In New Hope, you have a meeting where they talk about how they're going to go in, they're going to cut into the, the Death Star, they are going to... They're, they're gonna, you know, they, they're gonna um, surgical strike into the Death, mm -hmm. Death Star, and you—that's where you can mention it. because of because of Rogue One, we now have these, and e even if it's just that well, they, small I mean, reference, and then later, like I films, said, you get the reference in the beginning of the movie. You do, though. you do, and but then it does—it just it. I mean, here's the thing: like, it doesn't fucking matter. It's like cool. They put a fucking like all it does is really close. It closes up a bit of a plot hole, but I mean, like, Galen Erso, fucking, he works for the for the Empire. He's a bad guy, like. For all intents and purposes, sure, he put a fucking, like, this is the way you can destroy the Death Star. Yeah. He's still a bad guy. Like, he still fucking built the goddamn Death Star. That he did. Like, you know, he's not a good fucking dude. Uh, Jin, on the other hand, like, I, she worked for Saw Guerrero's fucking part of the Rebellion. But it's like, I mean, she's not a member of the Rebellion. So it's like, they don't have time to mourn those they lost. Because if you think about it, like, why would they talk, like, you you have to reference that entire force that goes into Rogue, that goes in and backs up Rogue One as well. Like, what about the foot soldiers who, like, you know, fight the stormtroopers on the beaches? What about all the X-Wing and A-Wing pilots that die in space, you know? And I mean, like, they do a great job. They actually, uh, if you didn't know it, they cut scene, they cut unused footage from A New Hope into that fight. I'd heard that. I'd heard... I'd so heard some they... of the, uh, yeah, some of the A-Wing and some of the X-Wing pilots, like, they cut in. And then, I mean, they put little references in. Like, I mean, they don't even say, you know, oh, Red 5. Like, they don't mourn him. Right. Like, we know Red 5 is dead because Luke gets that call sign. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, we should, and they show his ass getting blown to smithereens. That they do. But it's like, there's so many people that you lose for the Battle of Scarif just to get those plans that I don't think you have time to be like, let me fucking go through the roll call. Because by the time you get to Yavin and you look and like, oh, shit, we got the Death Star plans. Oh, shit, the Death Star is coming. Yeah. Like, we don't have time to fucking, like, you know, unfortunately, they don't have time to fucking, like, memorialize the fucking lost. I mean, they lose a lot of people at that point. The only thing that really makes it out of that is the blockade runner. Yeah. I mean, shit, Vader rips through that fucking cruiser. So, I mean, and that's my thought on it. Like, I mean, why call out, like, fucking... It's, it's not a bad thought. It's just, I just was like, man, these, these characters, and I know we're getting the Cassian movie, but these characters are so intriguing and so powerful I want to know what happens with Jyn Erso I, I want to know what, what happens oh, I'll tell you exactly what she fucking dies well yeah but I mean her and Cassie would fucking look at Oblivion coming and just say well shit yeah <laughs> but I want to know what happened to bring her to that point where she was part of the part of that rebellion that, that faction of the rebellion so you want a prequel to the prequel yeah Actually, yeah. Well, you're gonna you're gonna get that with Cassian's movie, uh, or not movie, TV series. TV series. So you're gonna get him. You're gonna get K2SO like fucking off and doing whatever. Which, like I said before, I'm not that excited for. Uh, Cassian becomes a better person by the end of the movie. He does. Like he opens. He's kind up of a movie. terrible person at the beginning of. Well, the yeah, movie. he fucking shanks that dude. He's like, you can't climb. Fucking sucks for you. Can't let you get fucking <laughs> yep. rebel information out. Gotta kill you. Sorry, bro. 
Don't worry, it'll be fine. Boom, dead. So then he fucking flies away. It's like you know, war makes you do horrible shit, and that's one of the, that's kind of the point of the movie. So at the end of the movie, they're all like, "Oh shit, we can finally do we do something good. Like we know we can do something good." Right. So they get those fucking plans, and I still say that movie's travest biggest travesty is it doesn't end with fucking uh, CG Leia going. This is a new hope. Like it just ends with her going hope. No, a new hope. You put a new right there. Yep. Boom, man. Fucking title of the next movie. I just. I, that's the kind of stupid shit I would put in if I'm. A, there's a reason I'm not directing Star Wars movies, but uh, there's you know there's that. I mean, we always love when they reference shit within the movie itself. Sometimes. Oh, that's I would have loved that shit though, man. That'd have been fun. Yeah. But yeah, man, I'm a big fan of Rogue One. It's a war movie. It's really enjoyable. I remember they put the first teaser out there, and they're just like, you know, it's just like a war communication. It was so fucking. I was like, hell yeah, man. Let's get this fucking movie. I'm glad you finally sat down to watch it, man. Dude, it was it was a great movie. God, so now I, what? You got to do Last Jedi? I got to do Last Jedi. So I, I'd recommend Force Awakens before you do Last Jedi. Just kind of like reacquaint yourself yeah. with the universe, reacquaint it's yourself been, with Finn and Poe, and then see just how different those characters are. Yeah. <laughs> like Poe, I mean, he's going to fucking change drastically in the third movie for you. Oh. Well, I was thinking more about it, and I don't, I'm not going to spoil much for you, much more than I already fucking have. But uh, actually, I don't think I fucked up the third movie, The uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, you, I yeah. think you tried very hard not to. Well, yeah, I, I fucking talked all about how much I disliked uh, Last Jedi. Yeah. But there are some character points that they're going to give to Poe, which I'm like, well, fucking he did this and then that's not fucking right. And it's just they're repurposing a character to like, we're going to give him some skills and shit that makes sense. Like, yeah, whatever. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll talk more about that eventually when you see the movie. Yeah, six years from now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm kind of guessing. Well, it took you three years to see that one. So, uh, I don't know, about 2023, you know. Episode, like, 150, we'll talk about Rise of Skywalker, maybe. Maybe we'll get around to it. Maybe. <laughs> we'll be talking about Rise of Skywalker when Episode 10's coming out. Yep. <laughs> Shit, man. Well, I'm glad you're watching Miyazaki films. I'm glad you got around to watching Rogue One, man. That's a great fucking movie. It is. I uh, Like I said, I haven't watched a lot of movies, a lot of TV. Uh, New Year's, I did get to play some board games. Like, you're watching Howl's. I was playing Era, which is this great little roll and write game. I think I talked about it a few weeks ago in the podcast. I believe so, but go I ahead, really man. enjoy about it. It's a roll and write. It's uh, they took a roll and write concept, which is just a simple game where you roll some die, you get some pieces, uh, and then you do something with those. Like either you're going to fill in like space and a territory. So usually you'll color in some blocks and say, I got this. You'll do something along those lines. This one, they overproduce the game. So, okay, cool. I'm going to get all these resources from my die, and then I'm going to take those resources, and I'm going to fucking build a city. I'm not just going to, like, draw in a city, like, cubes and shit. I'm going to actually build a fucking city. So it's got this pegboard, and you put everything. It's really fucking fun. Very simple game. Like, I thought it was going to be a lot more complicated when you look at it. You're like, holy right. shit. Super simple. Fucking easy to learn. Barely an inconvenience. Great game. Great game. And it's uh, it's really fun. I got to play that with Aaron and Tim. They came over for New Year's. And then after that, we gave Fate of the Elder Gods a try, which I believe I've also talked about. But pretty much instead of playing us trying to stop the uh, cultists, you, you are, are the cultists cultist. trying to uh, summon your demon. And I was finally able to get a win. I've owned the game for like two years, and I was finally able to get my first fucking win in the game. <laughs> and it was a glorious win. I moved a whole bunch of shit into the final, into the uh, victory point condition space, and I, uh, I rolled fucking a perfect roll for myself. Which guaranteed me the win. I was like, yeah! Nice. So I was I was very excited. I went from like three points to uh, nine points like that and won the game. So it was, a, it was a good time. I really enjoy playing those games. So I'm hoping uh, 2020, I really want to get more board games to the table. Sounds, like, sounds good, man. Yeah, I got a lot of shit. Uh, Tim wants to come play Twilight Imperium when we play this year. So I'm trying to set that up. I want to set it up uh, maybe February. I want to try to set up a TI night or day or weekend. So that's kind of my goal. <laughs> 
Because we're trying to figure out who would come. Because I think Noel will play, I'll play, Aaron will play, Tim will play, and then you'll play if you have the time. Yep. So it's you or Aaron. Like, you guys are the fucking wild cards. So whatever weekend we pick, and then it's like, can tell the other what, one get tell off? Tell you what, if, if we can make it even a little further down, maybe maybe March, I could probably request that day off. Uh, we could see. We could definitely see. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Like right now, I'm just I'm pitching February just because like birthday weekend. That'd be a right. fucking great game to play for a birthday weekend. But I dig what you're saying. Uh, we'll see how far out because we got to see what everyone's schedules looking like too. Because I don't know what Aaron and Sims looking like. Well, her schedule's pretty free right now. I uh, I have that one in my kitchen, so I know what's happening with her calendar. <laughs> But yeah, man, it was great. I got to play those. I love them. So excited. Uh, I started a new anime, and oh, yeah? I almost finished it. Oh, yeah? Uh, it's called Goblin Slayer. Any good? I fucking love it. So Goblin Slayer starts out fucking brutal as shit. Yeah. Um, have you watched Goblin Slayer? I have not, but I, you were telling me about this the other day, and I'm just like... <clears throat> oh, yeah, dude. It, um... Like, I'm trying not to get too fucking violent and too graphic with it, but, uh, so the first, so it starts off and you're like, all right, it's a fucking fantasy anime. Like, Priestess joins a fucking, uh, Adventurer's Guild, and I mean, it's it's straight up D&D. &D. Right. Like, so far, so much so that, like, she's like, I can do three spells today, I can pray to the goddess three times today. Uh-huh. Like, it's like, I got a fucking limit, and then I gotta go home, and I gotta, and I gotta take a long rest. Like, it's straight up fucking D&D, &D. like, whoever created this is just... Boom. Straight, like, straight from the player's handbook. Yeah, man. Like, I'm just, I'm going to take this character. I'm going to take the player's handbook and make a uh, team <laughs> out of that. Yeah, so she joins up, man. Fucking 15 years. She's like, now that I'm an adult, I'm going to join the Adventurer's Guild. And you're like, all right, cool, whatever, yeah, man. 15, huh? Yeah, well, you know, you're adults in this world. You're like, awesome, cool, like priestess. And I say priestess because no one has fucking names of this universe. Like, straight up. She's billed as priestess. Uh, the chick she's talking to is called Guild Girl. Um, the the crew that she's hanging out with is like fighter, warrior, and mage. <laughs> so uh, the the literal names, the of the literal characters. layers names. Like it's called Goblin Slayer. Can you guess what the main character's fucking name is? It wouldn't be Goblin Slayer, would it? Goblin Slayer, man. <laughs> it's fucking Goblin Slayer, dude. Like straight up, like that's why it's like, what do we call you, Goblin Slayer? They uh they start hanging out later on in the series with uh an elf archer, uh dwarf shaman, and fucking a lizard priest. And you know what they call him? They call him fucking uh ranger. Dwarf Shaman and Lizard Priest. <laughs> like, that's what they fucking... Like, no one has I mean, names in the right. universe. Like, the Archbishop, like, the huge, like, fucking, like, the top of the church. Her name's Shield Maiden. And then there's this, like, subplot that's happening in the background where it's, like, that doesn't really matter because Goblin Slayer only wants to kill goblins. Like, straight up, only goblins. Like, be like, hey, man, we gotta kill a dragon. He's like, are there goblins? Well, fuck off. I'm only killing goblins. Yep. That's his thing. So there's a subplot about demon lords and shit, and like there's a character who's like destroying the de who destroys the demon lord in the subplot, and like you know what her name is? Hero. And she ain't got a fucking name, dude. Ain't no one got names in this fucking universe. And at first I was like, man, that's a little weird. So it starts off, and Priestess joins a group. She joins a party. She's a porcelain rank, which uh, it's three other porcelains. Like I said, it's like a fighter. It's like a hand-to-hand -hand combat chick, um, uh, a warrior with a sword, and a mage. And they're all porcelain rings, so they're all fucking like first level adventurers. So and they're straight up first. They're straight up first level adventurers. Man. I was gonna say like basically glass jaw first level adventurers. Dude, straight up, man, fucking porcelain because they're the easiest to break. And yeah. they're like, oh, we're gonna take this goblin fucking mission. Goblins are easy to kill. Nah, man, goblins aren't fucking easy to kill in this fucking universe. Apparently, like we got a bunch of porcelain rank people are like, oh, we can kill goblins, and they get fucking murdered. So they go into the fucking caves. And they're like, we're going to kill the goblins. And fucking warrior has a sword that's too fucking big. And mage fucking gets killed like immediately because she's on the front lines. And they just, they fuck this up royally. Now, so, wait, wait, wait. So the mage, who if you've ever played D&D, &D, you know any magic user is bullshit health until, until like 
fifth level. I mean, inadvertently, like, it wasn't her fault to be on the front lines. They got ambushed because they're stupid and they're shitty adventurers, which you, you cover how <laughs> shitty they are. Right. And so, like, she gets fucking, she just gets fucking shivved, like, to start, man. Like, she burns a goblin and then one fucking knifes her and she's poisoned and, like, fucking. So then, warrior dude, like, he's doing okay. He's killing some goblins. Like, he's winning. You're like, yeah, go warrior dude. Well, earlier on, when they walk in the caves, like, he's swinging this fucking sword around. He keeps hitting the ceiling. His sword's too fucking long. So he fucking hits the ceiling and goblins fucking slaughter his ass. So then hand to hand chick shows up and she's like, I got this. And she starts punching goblins. They fucking take her down. Now what's fucked up in this universe and like a plot device, which was very controversial is these goblins make her their plaything. Yeah, man. Oh Ripper. God. Yeah, dude. It's fucked up. Dude. Okay, bro. <laughs> like I was watching this, like Eric kept telling me, Hey man, check this anime out. And like, I'm like, okay, cool. Like it starts off like a normal anime. I'm like, what do I, oh, it must just be these people kill goblins. It's called goblin slayer. All right. Right. I'm like watching. I'm like, all right, this is cool. All right, this. Oh my oh, god. Shit. <laughs> oh my god. So they fuck and they they take full advantage of this poor girl. I'm like, holy shit. Do they actually show this shit? Uh, they don't show it happening, but they show it happening. Okay. Like they don't show the goblins like the penetrating this chick. The, it's the off. Well, you see type. like her face, and you see like thrusting and shit. It's fucking, dude. It's fucking evil. All right. Yeah, dude. Uh, wow. So yeah, oh, yeah, dude. So I was about. I was like, I might be done with this. Oh, this is fucking <laughs> weird. So then, well, oh, dude, it gets worse. So later on, like, she, this uh, priestess is trying to carry Mage out. Mage is poisoned. Well, she fucking drops. Goblins fucking shoot her and shit. And then, like, they fucking rip off Mage's clothes and start going to town because goblins are fucking evil. Then you start getting this light fucking metal tune. And I'm like, whoa, shit, what's going on? Then you see this fucking knight dude in armor show up. And you're like, well, that's got to be Goblin Slayer. So we figured out who he is. And he fucking shows him. And he fucking so broke. Goblin Slayer is basically a paladin? Uh, Goblin Slayer is just a Goblin Slayer, dude. He's not a pally. He's just a Goblin Slayer. <laughs> he's just, he's just, all I do is kill goblins. <laughs> all he does is kill goblins, man. Like, straight up. Like, he's so, he's like silver rank, which is like almost the top rank of this fucking guild. Uh, it's like two ranks above him platinum, which only like 10 people have ever had. Like, Hero gets that shit. And uh, gold rank, which like works for the government or some shit. So, silver rank are like the bit, the highest rank you'll see out in the field. So, he's silver ranked. He only kills goblins. So, he gets mocked by other people. But he's fucking really good at killing goblins. So, so basically, what you're telling me is he's he is the episode of South Park where they they are playing World of Warcraft and they can only level up by killing pigs or something in the forest. No, because I mean, at, least, goblins, at least the goblins can fight. He's not because he's not doing that. He's doing that because his village got destroyed by goblins. Right. And his sister got fucking t uh, fucking raped and then fucking murdered in front of him. And so he's like, he's like, I fucking hate filthy goblins. So his entire his entire thing is like, he's just fucking I'm killing these goblins, dude. It, it's like and he fucking he's like, I know how to kill him effectively. Like because he's killed them. So he's fought them so much. He's the most efficient goblin slayer in the fucking world. Like he's like, yeah, I'll kill these sons right. of bitches. He knows what he's doing. This sounds nuts. This dude, sounds it's fucking, utter fucking It's okay. Crazy. So that's 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 halfway through the first episode, okay? <laughs> yeah, dude, we're only like 15 minutes in, dude. So the next 15 minutes oh or 10 minutes, you know, with commercial, you know, it'd be like 10 minutes normally. Oh, yeah. So we get to the end of the first episode. Let me spoil some more for you. So Goblin Slayer lives up to his name, slaughters all the fucking goblins. Mm -hmm. Cool. Then he's like, she's like, awesome, we did it. And he fucking knocks aside this chair and like a hidden chamber. It's full of goblin babies and children. Goblin Slayer is not fucking Goblin Adult Slayer, dude. He is just Goblin, goblin Slayer. Slayer is Goblin Slayer. Yeah, Goblin Slayer crawls in there with a fucking club and you just hear fucking like the goblin children <laughs> crying. <laughs> yeah, dude, clubs them <laughs> to death like baby seals. Oh my it was God. like, holy shit. And she's like, what if they turn good? And he's like, they won't. And then, you know, it's like, well, there could be good goblins. And he's like, he's not like, there are no, he's like, there could be. 
Like, ah, these aren't going to become good goblins. <laughs> these like, are going to become goblin jelly. He's like totally open to the concept. He's like, yeah, there could be good goblins out there. there I mean, I haven't met one, but there could be. <laughs> And he fucking slaughters this room of goblin children. Holy so now that they've shit. set the tone. Yeah, dude, I'm sitting there watching this like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm on a fucking watch list now. Like, who created this shit? What kind of dark fucking mind, man? Uh, yeah, dude, you're not, oh, dude, you're not fucking ch- telling me I'm watching this shit. Jesus. And then, I mean, so I come back for the second episode and I, I can say it lightens up. I can say that it, it it adds a little bit of humor and it adds like Goblin Slayer ends up being like he's just he's all about goblins and he's all about murdering goblins. Like there's this this funny bit where it's like they're looking at the boards and he's just sitting there and then he walks up to Gildor and he's like, Do you have anything with goblins? <laughs> and like he starts hanging out with priestess. And like I said, he, they hook up with a uh, ranger, dwarf shaman, and lizard priest, and they start doing some shit together. And like at one point they run into uh they run into an ogre. And he's like, what's that? It's not a goblin. Like, it's an ogre. He's like, what's that? <laughs> okay. But he doesn't know shit about anything else. Like, if it's not a goblin, a half goblin, or a fucking, like, goblin champion or shaman or shit, he doesn't know shit about shit. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, you know, it's like giant rats. It's like, well, I don't know, man. Like, you know, if they're like goblins, you could club them to death. <laughs> like, he doesn't know shit about anything else. <laughs> so he's a silver-ranked adventurer. He doesn't know shit. And it, he knows it, goblins. Oh, he knows the fuck out of goblins. <laughs> And so, like, that's the shtick, man. Like, fucking Sword Maiden calls him at one point because need, they need help, and it's all about goblins. So he goes and he fucking slaughters the fucking goblins, of course. Of course. And, oh, my God, dude. And, like, like I said, I'm watching it, and, like, it lightens up. Like, the first episode, definitely, and there was some controversy, I guess, with that. So, like, well, I mean, like, the goblins kind of are evil, and they do some fucked up shit. Right. And I'm like, yeah, they fucking do some fucked up shit. That's for damn sure. And like it's it's fucking dark. It is not a it's not a bright anime, right? And I mean, like I said, like you got Goblin Slayer just like after like all that shit happens, like he's just clubbing fucking baby goblins to death. So it it sets its tone. Like if you go back for episode two, you can't bitch. Like you're like, oh well, I fucking. But it definitely it lightens up a little bit from that aspect, right? And overall, like I really enjoyed it. Um, I I almost hate to admit. Like, the first episode I was about to click out of, but uh, after that first episode, I was like, shit, man, this is getting fun, man. This is really fucking fun. And, uh, I mean, it's a cool it's a cool little fantasy anime. It's not the best one I've ever seen out there, but it's definitely, it's a nice little fantasy anime. Um, I would put it up there, like, if I was, list, like, ranking anime from, 2000, from the 2010s, I'd probably put it on the list. Okay. Because I it's uh, 12 episodes long. I guess the second episode's coming, uh, second season's coming, and I think next month we're getting a Goblin Slayer movie. Oh. So I imagine the movie's going to be all about Goblin Slaying. <laughs> it's called, like, Goblin's Crown, so I'm going to hope he finds a Goblin King. I don't oh, know what that please. means. Oh, please. That, that would be incredible. But one thing, I mean, aside from that fucked up premise, the thing, I, one of the things I really like about the series is it's create, it's D&D. It really is D&D, which... That's why I, I Which hesitate, we love on this show. I hesitate to recommend to people. Cause I'm like, listen, man, you got to get past this first fucking. It's like recommending Dark Mirror to some or a Black oh, Mirror yeah, to someone. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, man, if you can get past the pig fucking episode, yep. like the series gets way better. But you got to get past pig fucking. Um, and if you haven't watched Black Mirror, I you I've, can skip episode one if you really don't want to see pig fucking. But I, 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 Black Mirror wasn't for me. A lot of people like it. I watched the first season. Uh, but I the pig fucking thing, I'm like, holy, holy shit. shit. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, the, so it's it's very similar to that. It's like they come out very strong in the first episode. And you're like, holy shit, man. But after that, and they tone it down a little bit. Like they still reference like what's happening and what goblins do and like how evil these little critters are. But they do tone it down for future episodes. So I, I can say and one of the like I said, one of the things I like is because it also shows creativity. So I've never seen I've never even thought of this before. So um 
second episode, like Goblin Slayer's killing goblins, that's his shtick. And at one point, uh, they are burning an old elven fortress, which is this giant tree that the goblins are using. And he's like, all right, priestess, use protect. And she uses protect on a doorway so the goblins can't get through the shield and they burn to death on the inside. Huh. And I've never thought, oh, you could use like a protect spell to fucking like block things in. Yeah. And you'll see that throughout the series where it's like, oh, we're going to do this now. And it's like, wow, I've never thought like. But you, you, but you can totally see just the right person going, I'm going to do this to the door. In, in D&D, like, I, I completely understand that. Yeah, I definitely, like, you see, I see the logic behind, I'm like, oh, shit, like, yeah, you could definitely do that and try, like, you'd have to you know, argue with your DM a little bit, but it'd be like, oh, no, I want to do this, and I want this to happen, and it's like, I could, like, I'm like, well, it's within the fucking scope of the rule set, and then, like, some of the other things in the universe they set up, you're like, wow, yeah, that, no, that totally makes sense, like, this, doing this would, this would happen, and so it's really creative in that aspect, and it's like, wow, man, so it's like, I don't know if, like, I, I can't imagine that whoever created this didn't play D and D. Right. Like I can't imagine that they never thought. Like at the very least, they're a fucking fan of like fucking like fantasy, obviously. Right. But it's like it. It's really interesting the way they've set the characters, and even without having names, like just Goblin Slayer and like you know Priestess, Priestess and shit like that, you know, and like Lizard Guy and Long Ears and shit. Like that's what the dwarf calls fucking the um, the elf. Like even with that setup and with that setting, like the characters still grow. A little bit like they're they're fleshed out enough to be really enjoyable. They're not just fucking these. They're not just 2D stock characters like they're enjoyable. Like they've got, OK, this is what they want or this is what they're doing. And they're they're fun. Like they're very enjoyable. Right. And this this anime doesn't try to be anything. It's not. It's not trying to be a fucking deep anime. I don't think it's not trying to like, OK, man, we're going to fucking explore the meaning of life in this shit. But it, it definitely feels like a bunch of fucking murder hobos got left, got fucking let loose in a cavern full of goblins. <laughs> And I mean, I mean so, and sometimes that's what you need, though. Yeah, man. And like I said, I'm fucking into it. So it's uh, it sounds like something I'm definitely gonna have to check out. You know, it's 12 episodes. I would say if you're not into it by episode like four, I'd probably give up on it. But if you're into it by episode four, man, I'd I'd keep it. I'd keep going, man. You're a quarter of the way through the series at that point. So usually that's about about where I look at stuff. If you can't hook me by episode four, I don't need to watch it. Yeah, I, I fucking like it, man. Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting to like it. It's not definitely not something I normally be like. You know what? I really want to see. I want to see this. Yeah. So, man, I'm fucking into it. So, Goblin Slayer, man. Goblin Check Slayer. out Goblin Slayer. 2018's Goblin Slayer. Uh, let's see. And the last thing I got on my list is uh, Unis Honest. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It is a new channel from uh, YouTube's Markiplier. Oh. It is Markiplier and his buddy Ethan, and they are uh, Unis Honest means one year. And their entire concept is this channel is going to put out one video a day at noon every year, every day or every day for a year. And after that, it's going to die. Like there's a countdown in every video. And after one year on November 14th, 2020, they're going to delete the channel and every video on it. So much like life, you can't take it with you. You know, it's like fucking when it's gone, it's gone. And you'll only have this video. And I enjoy it because a lot of the videos are insane. Like the first video they posted was we're going to make breakfast with sex toys. So they use like fucking uh, they use a whip for fucking like to mix up pancake batter and they use like a fucking Hitachi fucking vibrator to uh, like stir eggs and shit. And they do everything that you can't do on YouTube to make money. So they're going to demonetize like the videos like almost immediately. And it almost feels like it's two creators who are like, well, we've got other channels that are doing well for ourselves. We're going to do this channel where we can have fun again. Yeah. And that's something. And I mean, it's like I. I don't know why. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, you know, hey, man, I want to watch someone make breakfast with sex toys. But shit, man, it was actually really funny to watch. And like, I mean, I'm like watching it. And like, Noel and I are like, man, we can't watch this Parker in the room. Yeah. 
<laughs> like we're just laughing our asses off. It's funny. Like it, it feels it reminds me a lot of what YouTube used to be and like just random shit. Like it's still like, you know, it's still, you know, heavily produced because you can tell like there's people putting money into it. You know what I mean? Like that's still happening. Like, I mean, you don't just like, oh, we can't just spend all of this money because, you know, it's not that kind of YouTube like the original days where it's like, well, I'm right. going to see what I can do with seven bucks and uh, my trusty debit card. It, you know, it's still like that. You know, it's still like, well, these are people with money able to do things. But it's it reminds me of like just the crazy days of YouTube when people were like channels were just like, well, I'm going to fucking do this today and see what happens. Yeah. So I don't know. It's almost like the uh, uh, the rise of the Wild West days again or something like that. And it's kind of fun. I like it enough. So if you're uh, interested in seeing just a weird video from Markiplier, who uh, I gave up on his gaming channel a while ago, but I'm kind of back for the party. I would check out a uh, fucking Unis Honest. Unis Honest. Unis Honest. One year. One year. So it's really fun. It's enjoyable. Which means you have about 10 months to, to check it out now. Yeah, you got some time. <laughs> you got some time. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, not really. That's about all I've got. So I think we're ready to head into the news. All right, man. Uh, we should be able to rip through this pretty quick. I don't think it's yeah. going to be, uh, there's nothing too crazy to talk about. Uh, let's see. We have, uh, Moon Knight, man. They're, uh, looking at the, uh, they're looking at Harry Potter. Daniel they're, Radcliffe as the lead. Mark Spector. Cool. Uh, I'd be really interested in that. He's I, definitely gone crazy enough in, in recent years that I could see it. Well, one of the things I love about Daniel Radcliffe is after Harry Potter, he's like, fucking, I'm set, man. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Right. And so he did like Swiss Army Man, which was like the fucking farting corpse and shit. And he did. Uh, he he was deliciously crazy in uh, Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. And so he's had uh, he was uh, Igor in that movie. He was. And so like Daniel Radcliffe has had a really fun career. And I mean, you can't look at him and be like, well, Daniel Radcliffe made like, I don't know how much money the Harry Potter series has made. Oh, he's. he's but I imagine made, his residuals are fucking incredible. Yeah. Like he's got to be getting a profit still from it. And I mean, if he ever needed money, he'd be like, all right, I'll go do conventions or something like he can definitely make the bank. And so he's having fun with it, which is why I think you also see like Emma Watson doing great movies, too, that she just loves doing. Yeah, I mean, Emma Watson can go out and do whatever. Like, I mean, she's a fucking ambassador for the fucking U.N. and shit like that. Yeah. Beauty but and the Beast a couple years ago. Back, back to Moon Knight. Yeah, so he's uh, they're, they're eyeing him, I guess, to be Mark Spector. I mean, nothing set in stone, no guarantees. It's all like the early ideas of the fucking Disney Plus series. But so uh, Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe might be fucking Moon Knight. That and honestly, that that works really well for me. That, that I could see Harry, I could see Daniel Radcliffe doing the the crazy thing for a little while. He most assuredly can do brooding. That he can do. He can do brooding, no problem. Uh, one of the things that I I hope if he gets the Moon Knight role is I hope they have some of the fun that Mark Spector has as well. Yes. Um, like the Moon Knight run, I can't remember who did it a couple years ago, but uh, it was a six issue run, and then it kept getting expanded. Uh, I fucking loved. So I really hope that we get that we get that kind of Moon Knight again. I, that's what I would love because I like Moon Knight, man. A big fan of Moon Knight. Fucking werewolf. Uh, they're I think they're eyeing to put Dracula in the series. Dracula and werewolf. Uh, a werewolf, werewolf by, by night. night. So there's a lot of different things they're looking at. And they want to keep moving can I, around. Can I just say, as a, as a fan of the um, the creature commandos, and the, I know that was the DC thing. Mm -hmm. Marvel, I know what you're saying though. Marvel had the howling commandos. Yeah, the actual point. howling with fucking what Swamp Thing, Swamp, werewolf by yeah. night, Dum Dum Dugan. Yeah, and Dum Dum Dugan was a cyborg. Yeah, he was a uh, was he a life model decoy I or something? Yeah, he was a life model. Yeah, LMDs. <laughs> but no, I love that series, and I, I thought they were great. Anyways, so I would love to start seeing seeing all the uh, the crazy monsters come to life in the MCU. Yeah, if they definitely if they start doing that kind of like fun little odd corner of the MCU of that of the Marvel universe. 
there's definitely a place for it. Much like Mandalorian had a, has a place in the Star Wars universe because it's like there's corners of the universe that it's like you're just not going to touch with a movie. Right. I, uh, you know, I think Daredevil is a great example. Like, I love Daredevil. Daredevil is a fantastic series. For, like, looking back, like, you'd be like, ah, Daredevil gets a little clunky. And, like, the first half of Daredevil is really good. And then the second half is, like, second. I think the first half of the first of the second season of Daredevil is fucking phenomenal. Right. The Frank Castle shit. Yep. Fucking great. Oh, the yeah. second half of the second season gets a little clunky, I feel, with the Electra and all that shit happening. But, but if, it, it has its place. It definitely has its place. It absolutely has its place. And, like, anything that we say negative about it now, go back six years, seven years, and, like, think about how excited we were to get that fucking universe and to get Marvel TV. I like, mean, they just shut Marvel TV down, actually. Yeah. So it's, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Runaways. Punisher. Runaways. Yeah, all that shit, like... And while it's done now and like say what you will about how it ended or how like defenders win or how iron fist was eh, there was a universe iron we, fist was iffy but there was a time we were super fucking jacked for that and i mean honestly like iron fist was a show that people were like fuck yeah like i mean when it came out people were like iron fist like yeah. then we were like iron yeah, fist I mean, iron fist broke netflix at one point iron fist broke netflix iron fist iron fist season two broke netflix defenders broke netflix uh luke Cage, like all of these series broke net like people were fucking so jacked for him to come out so say what you will about those series especially the netflix uh series but there was a fucking time when we were fucking stoked for it and i still think that you could like you could hold daredevil season one jessica jones season one luke cage jessica, jones, those jessica jones season one is probably in my top 10 of things from oh, fucking of course man like decade. just dealing with fucking ptsd and all that shit and like yeah. consent and, and fucking, i mean you like, have david Tennant one of the, as one of the absolute best villains in the mcu oh yeah he's just chewing it up man fucking daredevil fucking doesn't bring us uh doesn't give us kingpin to like episode five right it was fucking phenomenal it's got the hallway fight scene which everyone fucking still looks at and goes man you remember that fucking hallway, hallway fight, fight scene, scene? That, holy shit and then they kind of recreated it in season two and you're like it's still amazing yeah they keep doing these long fucking cut fight the no cut fight scenes and i'm like shit man that's awesome yeah so there's definitely a place and there's definitely a universe in which I'm still like I'm still excited. Like I still like what Daredevil did. Right. I'm like I wish there was more of it. I wish someone else would pick and up Daredevil it's, it's, and give us more. It's shows like that that you know at this point we're getting we're getting Wandavision. We're getting uh, uh, Cap Captain. Which Rick. quick plug? Wandavision 2020 now. 2020 now. So yes. uh, we'll kill that news story real quick. Yeah, Wandavision is uh, moved up from 2021 to 2020. So this year we're gonna get uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and, and WandaVision. WandaVision. So very excited for the fall. Um, but, yeah, moving on. but with that being said, we're getting those series and we can look at that and go, okay, I'm excited for these series because I know they've done so well with series before mm -hmm. and they can touch those corners of the universe that you couldn't, yeah, you definitely. wouldn't be able like, to touch with, you know, Iron Man and Captain, Captain America. Yeah. Like Ben Affleck's Daredevil movie. It's like, yeah, the Coolio cuts better. Yeah. Yeah, you ever see the Coolio cut? I think it's Coolio. Think so. and, uh, there's a they cut the they cut the plot point, um, and it's him fucking hearing this guy's heart rate, and it's like all about how like no, this guy's innocent. Like I only take cases because they're innocent. And they're like, oh shit, and there's this entire cut where he keeps going to court, and he's like, man, this guy's fucking lying. But Coolio says he's not lying. Like he ain't lying from his heart, and the other guy's heart isn't lying. And then he finds out that the guy's got a pacemaker. <laughs> and so it's like the uh, I think it's the director's cut of Daredevil. It doesn't make it a great movie, or it, it makes it a slightly less bad movie because Daredevil's got right. a lot of problems. It's not fucking Electro, but it's got a lot of problems. Tell you what though, Ben Affleck as Daredevil wasn't bad. It was just bad writing. Nah, man. Uh, was it John Favreau was fucking Happy Hogan, wasn't he? Not Happy Hogan. Sorry, uh, Foggy Nelson. He was Foggy Nelson. He was Foggy Nelson in that fucking movie. I always felt bad for Foggy, man. 
finds out eventually that your best friend who's been showing you up for years blind is fucking actually a superhero. You're like, son of a bitch. But yeah, no, Hell's Kitchen, while it's fucking, it's great to try to put Daredevil in the movies, that's a much better fucking TV series because it's such a small little corner of the Marvel Universe. Like, I mean, that, you've got, you've got Luke Cage and Iron Fist, you've got Jessica Jones, all different parts of New York that are all dealing with the fallout of, of, you know, the, the invasion of 2012. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones really touches on it at one point, but yeah, they're I mean they're all they're all dealing with these separate corners of the of the universe that you you couldn't see Iron Man going into. No, most assuredly, I fucking agree completely. That you is, could you could maybe see Spider Man doing it because he's he's such a well. Spider Man jumps all the way from street level to cosmic hero. Like he Spider Man can do whatever he needs to be, and that's one that's one of the reasons I love Spider Man. But yeah, like Daredevil, like you thrust him into fucking the Avengers and you're like, what's fucking Daredevil doing here? What's the yeah. guy that can't see? What's he doing in space? You know? Right. I mean, he'll go if like, you're like, hey, Daredevil, we really need you to go to the Kree homeworld. But, you know, it's like, well, Daredevil's not fucking going to space. He's not joining the Guardians right. of the Galaxy. And that, but I mean, like having a, like an actual series where you can focus on that and focusing on that dual life also really works. Like watching Daredevil, watching Matt Murdock fucking use his fucking like, all right, I can tell that this fucker's lying. Like, it's fucking great for a lawyer. It's really fun. Right. And like, there's a universe where I want to see fucking when they eventually bring She-Hulk out, like either a fucking TV series, a movie, however they bring She-Hulk. I want fucking Daredevil and She-Hulk to fucking like yeah. sit across from each other and fucking argue a case or something like that. Like that's, I want, And I want them working on the same case, arguing a case. Yeah, like that's a universe that I want to see. And I want to see Charlie Cox do it because I thought I really liked his Daredevil. Yeah, Charlie Cox was amazing as Daredevil. So, but yeah, man, so Moon Knight's coming. Maybe it's going to be Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, I just, I can't imagine. They've got the money for it. I just can't imagine it's going to be Dan Radcliffe. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would love to see it. I'd love to see him take the role. I just, I don't, I feel like the two sides are going to be so far off on what they're looking for, but who knows, man, maybe, uh, maybe this is kind of quirky, well, crazy and, shit that Radcliffe would like. Moonlight, Moon Knight is one of the, the few characters where you could go, I want this, and the actor can go, I want this, and you can actually meet in the middle and be like, let's do some crazy shit here, because Moon Knight is one of those characters you can do, Moon Knight, Daredevil, May, maybe a few others. Those are the the looking really character, crazy yeah. characters. Oh yeah, looking at Swiss it. Army Man and Igor. Looking at those two characters that fucking Dan Radcliffe's played. Moon Knight's most assuredly in his fucking ballpark. Right. So it's like, will we? You know, but is he? Uh, is he willing to do that right now? Like, I don't know what Radcliffe's working on right now. I don't know what his uh, filmography is. Uh, he does either. a lot of stage plays. He does some movies. I know he's doing. Um, is does he want to do a TV series? I he's think doing a question. TV series right now. Is he doing a TV series? He is. It's an anthology series. Um. I think it's miracle the it's it's some some kind of like uh arthurian time anthology series i'm in <laughs> i mean i like dan radcliffe anyway and like you're and like, he's chasing ducks around i that's all i really know yeah about. i mean like, you want to give me a fucking anthology series about king arthur i'm like fuck yeah let's fucking party man so I let's think see it's what actually happens. king arthur but it's it's um I, i'm honestly not entirely sure Let's see television. So he's got some shit, but most of his shit, uh, I don't know. Apparently, he did himself for a voice of uh, BoJack Horseman. Oh, so that's fun to find out. Twelve episodes, a young doctor's notebook. He was oh, Doctor Vladimir is- Baumgard, young. <laughs> he did some shit of Robot Chicken as for voice work. Saturday Night Live, couple Simpsons appearances, theater, movies. So I'm excited. I'm excited for anything that might have Daniel Radcliffe. So I'm hoping Moon Knight come, becomes one of them. That'd be yeah. something cool. He's got something coming out that came out last year called Guns Akimbo. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it sounds kind yeah. of fun. Like Akimbo is a fun word to use. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll fucking see, man. So yeah, man. Moon Knight, Daniel Radcliffe. Moon Knight, 
Daniel Radcliffe. That would be that would be interesting for sure. Man, I'd be in. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, your next one. Uh, it's a little old news, but we it can is, talk about it a little. It's it, relevant in the news. So, some uh, some fans went out and put um, put Carrie Carrie Fisher a star on the Hollywood Stars Walk of Fame or whatever it is. Um, and I know this was from 2016. I didn't realize that when I put this in the news. However, you went and looked and saw that maybe she's gotten one by now, but she hasn't because. Yeah. So <clears throat> to recap a little bit, uh, Carrie Fisher obviously passed away 2016. Uh, I want to say Rogue One is just about to hit theaters. Rogue One is just hit theaters, something yeah. like that. And so Carrie Fisher, unfortunately, passes away. Uh, she leaves behind a great legacy of film work. We talked a little bit about that last week. Um, and Squiggle's story is all about how uh, she didn't have a star in the Hall of Fame, so or the Walk of Fame, so a bunch of fans put one out there, like he said. Well, so of course I'm like, well, I'm a little curious. Like this is from 2016, like Squiggle's just had to pop back up close to the anniversary of her death. So of course we're Plus sharing with a lot the, of with the, the new Star Wars, new star the Wars. anniversary of Carrie's yeah. death. Of Which course is why we're sharing I didn't the shit out of it. Wasn't, I, I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah, well, like I said, uh, Mark Hamill just got a star in 2018. So yep. you know, a year and a half ago, he just picked up his star, and I mean, fuck, he's been working in the industry forever. Yeah. So if anyway, look, he's actually got like 400 uh, titles to his name. Oh, I believe it, man. He do, he's done fucking voice work for everything. Yep. So anyway, so I look it up and uh, Carrie does not have a star in the Hall of Fame yet. But uh, because she has uh, there's a five year uh, posthumous waiting period. So you pass away. You're not getting a star, uh, probably unless it's already in the books, like it's already coming out or something. I don't know. Like, I can't imagine if, uh, you know, Stanley had one. But if Stanley would have. Uh, been up for one in 2018, you know, yeah. and like, oh, he's going to get one on December 3rd or whatever. You know, I, I can't imagine you don't give Stanley a star. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, I guess I don't know what the ceremony or how, like when they do it or whatever. But anyway, so uh, she did not have one. And so we have to wait until at least 2021 for Carrie Fisher to potentially get one, which I can't imagine there won't be a petition for it in 2021. So right. next year, next December, we can a petition for Carrie Fisher, the Hollywood Chamber of so Commerce. hopefully by 2022, we can start seeing something. Mm-hmm. But interestingly, so it costs a bunch of money. It's like 50 grand. Uh, apparently, a lot of stars do it for uh, promotional materials. Like, I mean, you know, they've got to have a career. You're not just putting like fucking, I don't know, like that one guy who did that one thing up there. Like, yeah. he's not getting one. But it uh, it tends to be like you'll give them for promotions. Like, oh, cool. We're doing this movie and we're going to put this out right now. Uh, you know, it's same with like they uh, they do the handprints in front of the Chinese theater. Like when Avengers Endgame was coming out, they got uh, the Avengers cast together and they put their fucking handprints into the fucking the cement in front of the Chinese theater. Right. So uh, Carrie Fisher's star, though, potentially could come out next year, uh, the year after next. But they also need to have something that indicates the person wanted one. Now, I think the family can sign a release that say, yeah, we want Carrie to have one. Like we're pushing for Carrie to have one. Because, I mean, if, like, I don't know, you find someone, uh, Lillian Gish, I don't know if she, I don't know or think she has one. She's a masculine hometown hero. Um, if she doesn't have a star on the Walk of Fame, you know, it's like she passed away maybe before the Walk of Fame. Again, I'm, I'm not 100% when the Walk of Fame came into existence. I know there's, like, 3,000 stars out there. So... Uh, they want to have something that says that they also wanted one. So she never got one in her life. There was never an application for Carrie Fisher to get one during her lifetime. And so hopefully, uh, you know, in 2021, someone will put one in so that we can get one for uh, for Princess slash General Organa out there. Because yeah. she did a lot of work. We talked about it a little bit last week, so you can go back and listen to that. But, I mean, she fucking touched Hollywood in so many different ways throughout her uh, amazing little career. <laughs> little career. <laughs> Just tiny little, you know, barely, yeah. barely noticeable. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, Carrie Fisher, though, absolutely deserves to be recognized as, as you know, how how great she was in this um in this genre of, of movie making. 
Agreed, man. I uh, I definitely think that Carrie Fisher deserves to be up there. So hopefully she'll get one. Uh, Harrison Ford, if he doesn't have one, hopefully he gets one too. Yeah, I'm sure he's got one. I, though. Pretty I feel like he's, he's done. I feel one. like between Indiana Jones and Star Wars, like you had to give Harrison Ford something by now. Right. But I mean, I thought the same thing about Mark Hamill, and he just got one. So I don't know. Oh, uh, let's see. I'll uh, I'll let you choose what we're going to next, Squigs. Uh, do you want to talk about wrestling, or do you want to talk about Ghibli some more? Uh, let's talk a little bit about Ghibli. You want to talk Ghibli? Yeah. All right. I don't have much about Ghibli, so I just know. Uh, so they released their, you know, their New Year, their their statement. They're like, "Hey guys, this is what's happening," and they reference uh, they got two movies on the way. Uh, we don't have much on the second film, but we know that uh, Miyazaki's working on How Do You Live. It's an adventure fantasy coming of age story. Of course, I said it was Miyazaki in a Ghibli film, so you knew that much. Yep. And it's going to be based upon a uh, novel from 1937. So that's really what we know about it right now. We're probably going to see that they wanted it in time for the Tokyo Olympics this year. I don't think they're going to hit that goal. They don't think they're going to hit that goal. So we're probably going to see how do you live next year. Okay. So I'm pretty excited about that, though. Uh, anytime Ghibli's got a film coming I know, out. I know I did see a, a poster for a new Ghibli movie at um at the movies tonight. So it's, it's definitely out there that they're coming out with something new soon. Hmm. I'm sure it's not or, a Miyazaki film. It's probably something else. Probably. I feel like I know they got a film coming. I just don't know what it is. Is it? Is it? It's something to do with the weather. Uh, whether we were or something like that. Yeah, it's like off the top of my head. Like I vaguely remember that. Like I think they mentioned it, but I, I I'm like Miyazaki. Yeah. Like I'm like other oh, Ghibli movies and Miyazaki. <laughs> so I uh, yeah, I'm not 100 percent what else they have coming out. What they got in the pipeline. Uh, let's see. We'll uh, eh, we don't really need to talk much about AEW. You love them so much. I do. They they're coming out. They just put out their uh, their their one year plan pretty much for this year. Um, just a, a few pay per views they want to do. Some they want to start spreading out west more because as of January twenty eighth, I believe they will be doing the furthest west show they've done so far. Well, not really. They've done Chicago, but they. I mean, really, they they're doing Cleveland, and that's about. Chicago and Cleveland are about as far west as they've gotten. So they want to get out more uh, and put out more. That's fun. Are you going to that show? I won't be able to. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Well, I'm dead. Maybe they won't <laughs> notice. Uh, they would notice, unfortunately. Oh, that sucks, man. Sorry you can't go. It happens. AEW apparently is the hot thing in wrestling, so. It is. Yeah. Speaking of hot things in wrestling, man, talking about Sergeant Slaughter. Woo! He's coming to our area. Man, we were just talking about this last week. Yeah, couldn't have fucking picked a better timing. A local comic convention, Accurate Comic Con, uh, November 7th through 8th, 2020, at Emilio's. Uh, it's a local uh, pl uh, executive plaza, like convention center up in the Akron, Ohio, is going to have Sergeant yeah. Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, they're also going to have the second Red Power Ranger. Steve like Steve, Yep. I was about to be like, Steve Cardenas. Yep. I hope I got his name right, because I'm like, I think it's Steve. It, it's Steve Cardenas. I believe it's Cardenas. I it might be pronouncing that wrong, but I know that's... I was, all, like, I was really excited, because they showed the helmet at first, like, to, like, tease it. And I was like, yeah, Austin, Sanger, hell yeah. yeah. And then they said Steve, and I was like, all right, I can still get behind that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd love to get the original, like, meet the yeah. original Power I've got the Red Power Ranger helmet right there, so... I I, I probably I'll, I'll probably ask Steve to sign that. I'm going to go out for fucking Sergeant Slaughter anyway, so... Yeah. Definitely would love to get a... Uh, Love to get that picture, like we just said last yeah. week. So uh, hopefully uh, November comes around, man. I'm going to have you heading up to Akron Comic Con. I'm actually considering looking into getting an exhibitor, exhibitor booth for us. We should do that. Like, I mean, you know, it's 100 bucks. You know, split the cost if we can. Uh, we get a six by eight table and just fucking sit there and fucking talk comic books, man. A little yeah, sit by eight uh, booth. And, yeah, talk comics and ask us what we know and talk pop culture a little bit. And maybe just try to promote the podcast a little bit, man. Who knows? Maybe do some filming, have some fun, ask some people some questions. I don't know if we could do a live podcast, but that would be kind of cool. 
Uh, live one could be a challenge there because we'd have to do like some sort of event probably if we actually wanted to record it that way. But I mean, it's feasible. Yeah. Like we just record at the booth. Be like, yeah, so we're talking about this and get the fuck away from us. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, man, we really hope people listen to fucking stop, stop talking. talking, man. Yeah. No, so, but yeah, I mean, it's feasible. It's definitely a possibility. We could definitely get some footage there. Yeah. So uh, maybe uh, maybe it's something we look into. I'll have to look at my schedule and see what uh, 2020 is looking like and see if we can afford it. But uh be fun to put in the budget, the uh, non-existent budget of right. what Chuck's, what's Chuck's disposable income budget. <laughs> <laughs> but that'd be really fun. Uh, and with that, man, uh, I got a quick discussion uh, topic, um, mostly with Star Wars, man, coming out. A big deal always comes up. To, um, who has the like, do we have the right to bitch? Like, what's the creator responsibility and what's the ownership of of a property? Star Wars is a great example. Star Wars Everyone loves the original design. trilogy, like fucking episode four through six. No one bitches about it. We're like, fuck yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are people that are bitch, but they're fucking wrong. Like, episode right. four through six is fucking phenomenal. Uh, fucking episode one, a lot of complaints. Like, there's a lot of like, wow, George, what the fuck is that? Episode two, what the fuck, George? Episode three, I mean, you've heard how it, better, I've but... I've, I've said it here before. Episode two, I have. there's still 20 minutes of that, that movie I have not seen. And yeah. it's because I fall asleep every time. So it's like we had controversy with episodes one through fucking three. So much so that George Lucas finishes episode three and he goes, well, fuck you guys. I'm not going to make any more Star Wars. You hurt my feelings. I'm going <laughs> to take my ball. And I'm going to fucking go home. And then he fucking sells it to Disney. He's like, fuck you guys. I'm selling to Disney. So he sells Star Wars to Disney. You know what? Seven ish years after he does episode fucking uh, episode three. And Disney comes out and they say, hey, we're going to make more Star Wars. Everyone's fucking excited. Force Awakens comes out. There's some division. Like, well, it's a little new hopish. Eh, I don't know, man. Uh, fucking episode eight comes out and holy shit is there a division and now episode nine comes out and there's more division yeah. there's there's too much fan service there's not enough fan service there's not enough focus on what episode eight was like you're killing that oh there's there's too much difference from episode eight like yeah it's like or it's like ah you didn't do enough to destroy episode eight so it's like where do fans where do you think fans have a right to bitch like do so you, you know what do you think uh, i'll give you this i think fans have the right to bitch we as a person you have the right to bitch Unless you're actually able to do something about it, it stays at that. It stays at bitching. Well, I guess here's the... I I, I agree. I think... I mean, I have a right... So I got into it uh, recently on uh -huh. my Facebook with some thoughts about, like, I didn't like Episode 8. I liked Episode 8 when it came out, actually. I defended the movie. I got into it with people. I was like, you know, Episode 8's fucking... Not as bad as you but guys are making as, out to. As time is going on. As time is going on. I'm not a big fan of Episode 8. I'm like, well, there's got some cool moments. I don't give, uh, I don't know, I'll give credit where credit's due in Episode 8. I've talked before about what I liked about it. I like lightsaber fight. I thought that's fucking cool. There's other shit I enjoyed in the movie. So, you know, but it's like overall, I'm like, yeah, you know, Episode 8. Like, very for me, it's very weak. For me, it tarnishes this current, like, the new the new trilogy. Right. So I really like Episode uh, 7. I like The Force Awakens a lot. Sure, it apes A New Hope, but I like A New Hope. Yeah. So, you know, and honestly, like the like the uh, prequel trilogy, I like the prequel trilogy. Um, and I'm having a hard time saying trilogy. Do you have any crickets? <laughs> no, I like the prequels, though, because watching them, and I mean, don't get me wrong, there's some things where I'm like, oh, my God, like, I just need this to get through. Like, I think uh, at the time, I was like, man, pod racing looks really cool. Yeah. Like, it's a sequence. I'm like, man, I've never really seen that in a movie before. And I was a kid, and I, I, I liked it over. I know some people, a lot of people hate pod racing, but I was like, fuck yeah, and I played, I, there, I had a pod racing uh, game for the N64. I fucking loved it. I was all about that shit. I had it for the computer, too. I was like, yeah, pod racing. I don't have a problem with the pod racing. I just think that particular sequence is a little too long. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, I can take that. But I have no real issue with the pod racing itself. Same way, like, Jar Jar. Like, as a kid, I was like, Jar Jar is weird. Now, as an adult, I'm like, Jar Jar is a racial stereotype that might be slightly racist. Yep. Not sure about this. 
You know, and then, like, you know, get the chuckle that Jar Jar inadvertently creates fucking Palpatine, but that's a different story. Uh, you know, so, and it's like episode two. It's like, man, episode two's got some boring fucking shit. Like, anything on Naboo, you're like, Dude. oh my god. Like, I'll give you that. I'll give you, there's some boring shit in episode two. It, it's, it, I swear, there's about 20 minutes of that movie I have not been able to watch because I've literally fallen asleep. And there's been, it's usually a 45 minute chunk, but it's been enough of a chunk that uh, there's about 15 mm-hmm. minutes on one end and 15 minutes on the other. There's about 20 minutes where I just, I can't catch. And I, I like episode two because of the ending. Like, anytime, like, once you get to Genosis and you got fucking, like, you're in the Coliseum, I'm like, fuck yes, this movie is fucking hopping. Yep. I'm down with that. But, like, to get to Genosis, I'm like, fuck, man, there's a goddamn space diner. Yeah. Like, you go to fucking space diner. The guys, you know, it's like, what the shit are we watching? Right. So, no, I'll fucking, I'll give you that shit, man. I'm like, and oh, man. I, I loved, because I loved episode one. It was one of the first movies my dad and I actually went and saw by ourselves it was just me and him so it was a great like bonding experience we went and saw episode two both of us fell asleep during that movie i in remember the theater. seeing episode two on a and this was this was before they had the lean back seats like this oh, was yeah. this was the the straight back kind of uncomfortable movie seats oh i know what you mean the old arena style i saw episode two at i believe Canton that was also Center. the day uh, that was also the day there was a tornado in north canton they didn't tell us at all yeah, the theater. We were in the theater when that happened. Yeah, you're probably the safest place. <laughs> uh, the theater I saw episode two in was, uh, it doesn't exist anymore. It was the theater that was at Canton Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd reopened. And there was no one else there. And this, the screen was torn. Like, I clearly <laughs> remember there was a big hole in the screen up in the upper right corner. And I, like, I was like, wow, this is fucking sucked. I went, I had fucking, I had a Darth Maul t shirt on and shit. I was excited. Like, my mom dropped me off. Like, apparently she trusted me. God, this movie, this would have been. With like fucking twelve, she's like, "Yeah, go see a movie alone, kid." <laughs> like now that I'm like thinking back on, I'm like, "Let's see, I would have been." That might have been a bad idea. I might have been fourteen. Okay, I might have been fourteen. So fourteen, I'll give you. Let's see, ninety nine. It was ninety nine episode. Let's see, I'm trying to think. I would have been sophomore year. It was two thousand and what four when Sith came out? So two thousand two. Oh, I'd have been like a freshman or soft or a sophomore. No, no, I would not have been because I was a sophomore when episode episode three came out. So you'd have been. I'd have probably going into freshman grade? year, maybe eighth grade, going into freshman year of high school, maybe. I don't know. Uh, uh, we're not here to judge my mom's parenting. Okay, well, the point is I saw well, the fucking that's movie. That's the age you're pushing it, anyways. Yeah, there was no one fucking there. Okay, I was fine. <laughs> we're not judging my mom's parenting it's, in this it, podcast. It, let's That'd be, be real. Another it podcast. was Canton Center. No one knew it existed. Well, I mean, that makes it fucking worse. Canton Center was fucking dangerous. Canton Center was awful. So yeah, it's like fucking go in, sit down, fucking watch the movie, and then come out immediately when you see the car yep no but i god looking back i'm gonna have to look up when that movie came out later but uh, <laughs> yeah i saw the yeah so uh and i remember watching that i was like fuck this is boring as shit and then it got to the end i was like fuck yeah, yeah. and then episode three i saw it was the first midnight showing movie i'd ever seen oh, okay so episode three holds a very special place in my heart for that i went with my cousin we got in there we fucking watched them like fuck yeah man i remember i went to school the next day i was like fucking i was at star wars last night like, I took the fucking ticket stub. Like, I had to fucking show it off because people are like, bullshit. I was like, I was fucking, fucking there, dude. There, I saw the man. fucking movie, I was man. There. Like, I saw the fucking flick, man. I was there at midnight. That was the very first midnight showing. Back when midnight showings were still a fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars was such a, like, episode three was such a big deal that the uh, movie theater Maslin, the Regal downtown, mm-hmm. it fucking just, it, they, they were cutting it close, man. Like, they just opened that Regal. And uh, it was a great escape at that point. And they were doing to like promote like, oh, it's great escape time. They did earlier that night. They were like fucking doing free movies for the community to come out and check out the new movie theater. So they had a bunch of movies that you could check out, um, which I didn't go to because it was like fucking the end of the school year. So I was doing like band and choir awards and shit. 
So they had, and then fucking all those people had to fucking leave. So they had to fucking like visibly go, go through and fucking escort everybody out. And then they showed episode three. Is there like every theater, all 12 fucking theaters were fucking full, man. It was fucking, it was, it was a fucking event for the city of Maslin. Like I remember the parking lot was fucking not done yet, dude. There was still a trailer that management was working out of, but fucking the movie, the theater was ready, man. And we saw fucking episode three. It was fucking awesome. That sounds like a good time. So it'll that. always hold a special place in my heart for episode three, but it's like, but you know, it's like there was such a fan divide. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, so looking back on it and you're thinking, and I'm thinking about that. I'm like, well, fuck man. What is our rights as fans? Like, you know, where does, you know, because I mean, like, people say some horrible shit. We were talking about it before with uh, Kelly Marie, who fucking uh, plays Rose and people shit all over her. And uh, Daisy Ridley quit fucking social media. Social she media shit for all a over while, Ray. Yeah. yeah, I don't think, I don't know if she's back. Honestly, I don't either. You know, because like, people shit all over fucking Ray. So it's like, if you're watching this, like, we're like, I've always been of the opinion that I have the full right to throw my fist. My right to throw my fist ends at your face. Yep. So it's like, I mean, you know, like I'm fucking, I'm sitting here in fucking Ohio, United States of America. And I have the full right to fucking just start swinging wildly. But that right fucking ends when I connect with somebody else. And like, so physically I can figure that out pretty well. It's like, all right, cool. I can do this. And like, it's really fucking annoying if I get real close to you. And if I do it enough, you're probably going to get a restraining order on my ass. Right. You know, but it's like, you know, in general, you know what I mean? And so, but it's like digitally, like how far is too far? Like we get behind these keyboards and we're like, oh, we can fucking do whatever we want. Then you say just this mean, hurtful shit to people. Like they're just doing their fucking job. Like Daisy Ridley's not First fucking of all, paid Daisy, to be a screenwriter. Daisy Ridley was fantastic in, in Force Awakens. And oh, that's I when, think that's she's fantastic she left, in the other ones. Oh, I'm sure she is. But she, I mean, that's when she left social media because people were so, so avidly against her. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't understand. Like, I personally don't understand why, because I thought she was fantastic in that movie. Yeah, Force Awakens, is a, it, it confuses me that people dislike that. I remember, like, people are like, oh, this movie, and I was like, yeah, I, don't know, I was cool with it. I didn't join the club until recently, uh, you know, like I said, it wasn't until the end of last year, uh, like, midway through last year, I was like, you know, guys, I think Last Jedi might actually kind of suck. Yeah. And, but then I said that, and then people who were like, I was, like, teamed up with were like, fuck you, you fucking traitor! And so now I look like a shitbag, you know, in that aspect. But it's like, yeah, people are, and people are sending like death threats and fucking just horribly racist shit. See, to now, fucking, like, right there, you cross a line. You exactly, cross, yeah. That, that is a physical line you are absolutely crossing. That you talk, you talked about, you know, connecting with someone's face. That is literally the physical line of, of digital where you are writing death threats. Exactly. I, I completely agree. So, and if that's happening, and now you're, you're also talking about like cyberbullying and stuff like we've been talking about for years that, Somehow we need to, as a, mm -hmm. as a, as a community, as human beings, we need to get a better handle on, but you're, you're talking about threats against somebody's life. You're talking about just being so mean and hateful. They want to stop doing something they love. But I mean, we see it like Star Wars. Uh, we saw Star it happen Wars to the kid is, who played Anakin, yeah, not Star Hayden Wars, Christensen, but the kid. the kid. Star Wars has probably got the worst rap for doing that. Like mm -hmm. it's got some of the best fans out there and some of the absolute worst fans. Yeah, man. And it's like, I mean, so you look at this and then people are like, you know, but people are so fucking hurt and so fucking angered by this. Cause it's like, oh, Star Wars is mine. This is this is my thing. And I'm so mad that you hurt my universe. And like, where does like, where does that end? Like, what control do we have? Because I mean, really, if you think about it, like just, you know, fucking X's and O's, I don't have any fucking control over Star Wars. Like, you don't have any fucking control over Star Wars. Like, no. but I mean, like, I, I mean, I can't speak for your like your love of Star Wars and what the universe means to you. But, like, I mean, like, I've said before, like, fucking Star Wars growing up, I was like, shit, man, like, this is a fucking movie that, for me, especially, like, the message of, like, being a Jedi and being a good dude, like, for the most part, I was like, I fucking grasped onto those ideals. Right. And so it's like, you know, like, that, those movies mean so much to me. And, like, I don't like, like, now that not I... Just, not just that, but, like, 
if you want to do something like be a Jedi, you have to train to do it. You can't you can't just magically wake up and do something. You have to be able to train to get there and, and do it well. Well, Ray can. Ray can. <laughs> I mean, but like as a kid, that that was a very strong message. It's like you have to put in the work to do something. I definitely dig that, man. So what do you know? It's like you have that, but then you also have, like I said, like you've got these movies, like people are so fucking mad. Like you hurt the thing I love. And they're like, I hate this thing now, and I want it to fail. Because people are actively rooting for fucking Rise of Skywalker to not surpass Last Jedi at the box office. Right. And actively rooting for Last Jedi to fail. And, like, I mean, then, you know, it's like, so where's, like, where, you know, and then we're attacking the actors. And it's like, it's not the fucking actor's job. Like, you fucking tell me, hey, man, you're going to be in Star Wars. Like, I'm going to make some fucking money. Like, A, I'm an actor. So, B, I'd love to make it. You know, I'm like, I'd love to make money doing it. And then I could be in fucking Star Wars. Shit, yeah, that's a fucking dream come true. We've talked about people shit on Andrew Garfield for the Spider-Man movies. He loves Spider-Man. He loves Spider-Man. a whole man Spider-Man costume. Fucking showed up at Comic-Con was talking to people, you know? So it's like, you know, people shit on that. I think maybe the, the only time you 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 can shit on an actor is when you have someone like um, Orlando Bloom, who in, if you, it, it, this popped up recently for me on, on Facebook, but if, if you watch Lord of the Rings in the, every... Uh, every scene that he's in the background in, he's just making faces because no one told him what to do. No, no one told him what was going on, what what was the scene. So he's just back there making faces. So if you pause the movie and you look for for Lando Bloom, he's just literally sitting there making faces. Then you can maybe shit on the actor a little bit and go, "Listen, dude, you're doing a job. Let's do the job." Yeah, I mean, I definitely. But even that, even that, you're like. Why didn't you get the better direction? Yeah, it's like the director should have been there. They should have caught that in post, things like that. And I definitely agree with that. Like, there should be some discipline on the set in that aspect. But it's like, I mean, it's not the actor's not, and fault I'm not that they get on, or Orlando Bloom. It's just like that. That's just what comes to mind. But like, and I mean, I don't like Last Jedi. Like, you yeah. know, I, I made it abundantly clear at this point my feelings on Last Jedi. Like, I'm not fucking saying, hey, you know what we should fucking do? If I we got to show up at Ryan Johnson's house with pitchforks. Oh. Like, I'm not saying that. Like, I don't fucking think that. Like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad that Ryan Johnson made a movie I disliked because I'm like, fuck it, dude. Like, someone liked this. Some people Some, like Last somebody Jedi. Somebody liked it. I just like the things I dislike about Last Jedi are just I'm like, yeah, you know, he made these choices and I don't like where those I don't like where we drop these story threads. Same way some people disagree. Like they're like, well, I don't think Rise of Skywalker has an FU to the fucking uh, Last Jedi. I think it does. I'm pretty sure the only way you'd get it more FU is if Mark Hamill looks at the screen and winks. But that's a different fucking story. <laughs> like, you know, he's like, Rah, wink. And you'll understand the reference if you see the fucking movie. Right. But, uh, you know, so it's like, well, like, how can so, you get mad at the actors, though? Like, I just don't understand. I I, I've, I've said this. I don't know if I've ever said it on the actual podcast, but I've said this to you before. I know I've said it to other people. Art is art. Whether it's art for me or art for somebody else is a different story. But art is art, and you should appreciate it for being art. I definitely agree, man. You should definitely be able to, like, at the very least, appreciate the fact that they put their fucking time to make right. the movie. Like, like I mean, like we said earlier, Ryan Johnson put like four years into this fucking shit. I had I had someone I used to work with did a lot of painting, showed me one of her things she did. I was like, oh, that's cool. She's like, oh, you don't like it. I was like, it's not for me, but it's it's very, it's very well done. It's very cool. It's I'm glad you put the time into it. It's just not for me. Okay. And she's like, I actually kind of respect that. And it's like I've always had that view. Just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's not good. It just means it's not for me. Very true. Very true. I'm uh I feel that way about like fucking Chris Nolan Batman movies. Not a big fan of them. I accept the fact that people fucking love them, and I know yeah. I'm the Minority Report. I know there's something I'm just watching. I'm not. This is just not clicking for me. You know Heath Ledger's Joker. People are like that's yeah, the best Joker ever, and I'm like yeah, it's not for me. And it's gonna be the same way like with this current Joker movie. I haven't seen it. It's not for me. People keep saying how good it is. And I'm like yeah, I'm not gonna see it. Right. Like I think I you know I, I've made I, I, I've been wishy washy on I didn't think I was gonna see it well I might see it well I, I'm not gonna see it like I've decided I'm just I'm not gonna 
I'm not going to check it out. Oscar contention's coming up. I'm not going to check out the movie. So I've just, I've made that decision and that's where I'm going to be with it. You know, but it's like a movie I have seen though, the Chris Nolan movies. I'm like, you know, it's just, they're not my cup. They're not the movies I want. Like they're super realistic. They're they're overtly realistic. Like I don't need it so realistic. Like I'm like, man, I don't need this shit. I don't need Bruce Wayne to fucking have like knee problems and shit. Like I want fucking, like I, I just want him to fucking put on the bat suit and go and like beat up guys. Because there are sequences in, you know, Dark Knight that I'm like, oh, it's really fun. And there's sequences in Batman Begins that I'm like, oh, I really like that. I like when he trains with the ninjas. Yeah. Like, I enjoy this. You know, Liam Neeson, cool. I'm down with that. So, like, I like Batman Begins. Like, that's my favorite one of these fucking movies. Like, I really don't like Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Like, people are like, yeah, and I know other people are like, well, I'm not sure about that one either, Chuck. But it's like Dark Knight. And it's like, I'm like, well, you know, Heath Ledger's okay. I just, I'm not the biggest fan of that character, of the Joker he portrays. He's a little bit more, he's a little too much agent of chaos for me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's the problem I have with him. Like, fuck, man, he's legit crazy. I'm like, oh, man, you don't go full crazy. <laughs> you know, that's my opinion on it, though. And that's the thing. Like, I, I, at no point did I ever go, man, I'm glad fucking Heath Ledger died from this. No. You know, and I don't fucking like, you know, like, fuck you, Chris Nolan, for making a movie I don't like. Like, other people, a lot of other people liked it. Right. And it's like, I just, I, I can never understand, like, I've never felt I own something so much that I'm like, this is solely for me. And I think that's something that a lot of those fans, a lot of the people who, like, are so fucking hurt, like, Star Wars did this to me, and it was mine. And it's like, I've never felt like, I it's always felt like I've shared this with the world. Like, even this podcast, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, like, I mean, we share this. about that. We, we, you know, this could be the only thing you could say that about, because we're the creators of it. But even that, we share it with you guys. We, we do it because we enjoy it, but we share it with, with the listener. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, at the same time, like, I mean, I, we don't want to offend any of our listeners and we don't want them to be hurt or anything. But it's like, if we take it in a direction, like, I mean, we don't want people to fucking we I don't want to get a death threat because, like, I don't know, we cut our news section right. or we cut our opening. Like, I mean, we talk for an hour about what we've been doing and what we're like, oh, this is what we're watching. And this is kind of like really it's the show's become that's kind of become the groove of the show. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're 13 episodes in and we, you know, the groove of the show is we've just definitely kinda, found a, a bit of a groove. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, you're watching this shit? I'm watching this shit. Like, we're going to burn through the news and we're going to have a discussion topic. Or maybe a light discussion, but we're going to have a discussion yeah. topic. Like, that's kind of how that's how the show's kind of fallen and that's how it's working for us. But it's like, if we decide we're going to change it up, you know what I mean? Like, we don't want to get fucking death threats because we're like, hey, man, we're going to cut this section. Right. You know, or we're going to add a section. If we add in a section, we don't want to get people like, we fucking hate you. Like, I mean, we'll take that into consideration, maybe. Maybe. But, like, if we really enjoy it, like, if there's a section we add and we really fucking like it, we're going to keep going with it. Right. <laughs> so. This, uh, like I said, this is, uh, I've said this before on this podcast, this is cathartic for us. This is literally just me and you bullshitting about what's going on in the world and what we're doing and enjoying in the world. Yeah, it's touching base, man. It's like, hey, man, this is what I'm watching. This is what I'm enjoying right now. Hey, you should check out Goblin Slayer. Like, it's fucked right. up the first episode, but after but that, get, it gets you better. You get past that, that first episode, yeah. and it's straight you get past that hump. You can pass that hump, buddy. It gets much better. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's it's what always it weird when you tell somebody, if you can get past this hump, it's all right. Yeah, hey, if you can get past the uh, the <laughs> goblin rape, um, it's, it's pretty good. You got to get past that, though. And people just look at you what? like, What? Yeah, what? man, it's definitely one of those ones when it comes to like anime. Like, hey, man, listen, you got to get past this, but you get past this, it's pretty good. Like, that's a that's a pretty big hurdle there, Chuck. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, I don't know about that rooster, but, but and, and that's always can kind of my feelings on it. You know, it's like <coughs> we love these things, and but you know we share it with the world, 
And it's like, so it's like, if I don't dig this sequence or I don't need this, like, this is other people's sequence, too. Like, I really, uh, you know, I really like the endgame sequence with all the fucking uh, total fan service. But when all the, the lady heroes oh, are God, fucking yeah. there. Oh, God, yeah. The A-Force. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's like, yeah, and I heard, I heard a lot of people like, that yeah, was unnecessary. And then I heard uh, women be like, well, listen, man, they didn't need to fucking pander to us. But I was like, I like that, man. I, I enjoyed it. But it's like, there were other people like, man, I fucking love that. And same with, like, Black Panther. People are like, oh, that's not for me. But I'm like, you know, it's like, yeah, but it's it's for someone else, man. It was for, you know, that African-American kid that's like, you know, he loves fucking superheroes. But yeah. it's like, he's never had that character. He's never had him on screen. You know what I right. mean? Like, I mean, fuck, man. Maybe uh, maybe people related to Killmonger a little bit too much in that movie. But, you know, it's like, I liked, I liked I like Black Panther a lot. Honestly, man. Killmonger, Killmonger was fucking cool. Killmonger may have been the absolute best villain oh, he's one of the fuck, he's definitely one of the best MCU heads so I don't know uh, how they're gonna bring his ass back but they uh, need to you don't need to get Michael B. Jordan back kids should've yep. made him a hero yup like, that guy's great I mean that guy's great as Killmonger too though yeah Andy Serkis was fantastic as Claw I was pissed they killed him yeah like unfortunately Black Panther Claw was kind of, of a cool a cool villain too like and he could've done so much with I don't understand why they killed him. Yeah, Black Panther inadvertently kills off two of the best heroes, like, two of, like, definitely top five heroes or villains in the fucking MCU. And it's like, well, shit, man, I really liked Claw. He was fun. Right. And then, oh, shit, you killed Killmonger. He was really fucking good. He was really fucking powerful. And you're like, well, I don't know. He's not wrong, man. Like, there's he's, a lot of yeah. problems out there. And I mean, like, we, you know, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. It's one of the few villains <laughs> where you look at him and go, he just wants to share the tech with the world and make the world an equal equal space well i mean he, wants he did not it. want to do it in a good way but yeah. he, like he he was he's not really wrong yeah well i mean it wasn't just like making the world an equal place he no. was trying to put it you know like wakanda and them on a fucking pedestal like we're gonna share the world with our brothers out there the fucking you know ah and all this shit that's a great movie man oh, yeah. black panther's fucking black phenomenal. Panther's phenomenal well then people fucking watch thanos too and they're like well thanos fucking he's not completely wrong there's some problems and you're like shit man that's what makes a good villain which is a different discussion oh yeah but any, any, any. Uh, I believe it was um, uh, Alex Ross's Justice. Any, any time a villain believes they're correct is what makes them a good villain. Yeah, man. Well, there's. A, I mean, there's always the difference between the fucking zealots, which I always felt like Magneto's a fucking zealot. Yeah. You know, it's like so you have those guys who are just so fucking like single-minded, focused, and then you've got like the fucking like you know fanatics. And it's like like Magneto, you can be like you behind that, like they're fucking, they've got a rallying cry. Like fanatics are just fucking like crazy and like ah, we're gonna do this. Like, ah! I mean, you, you, there's a difference between the the zealot like Magneto and the the psychopath like uh, Joker. Yeah, like I said, you know, you, those, those are pretty much your two two spe- opposite ends of the spectrum almost. And I mean, it, it works really well, man. And I just I really dug it, man. Like, but yeah, so it's like overall, like as fans, like I don't think like we have to remember, like we're not just like while it's really easy to imagine this is for us and it's just for me because I'm watching this and I'm sitting in my living room watching Goblin Slayer like you know I'm sitting in the fucking movie theater and I'm like I mean I'm I'm surrounded by people but it's a very intimate experience between me and the characters watching that I'm like because what I'm thinking and what I'm experiencing is way different than what Noelle's experiencing and what the guy next to me is getting like we all have that different like fucking how we're going to process and how we're going to take what just happened like like oh like and be like that was fucking sweet I'm never gonna forget when I walked out of Wonder Woman I was with a large group of friends yeah I can't remember if you were there or not I don't believe I was I don't think you were but I was with a large group of friends uh Noel John Joe shitload of people and we're watching this movie and we left and I was like fucking Wonder Woman holy shit yeah and everyone else in my party was like really yeah. You, really? I mean, it was okay. I no. And I was I, like, I cried. Man. Honestly, I probably would have been right there with you. Wonder Woman was fantastic. Like that No Man's Land scene. Holy shit, dude! Man. 
like for phenomenal. me like that fucking, that was dude, beautiful i mean i fucking i'm smiling i fucking i want to have a tear in my eye dude like watching that shit but it's like i say like i said so it's like i'm watching that and it's like you know i'm sharing that experience with everybody but i'm getting that own my own intimate fucking like you know moment here i'm like holy shit man and like i felt like i felt that in my soul as a comic book reader as someone who's a big fan of, and wants dc to do well like i'll buy yeah. dc man but I, I want them to do well i want them because iron sharpens iron we, we, so if dc gets there marvel we, you know, like, we you know never, marvel we have never a competitor. Mark, we never mock dc for something they are doing it's always something they've done yeah we'll mock dc for like how crazy like martha why'd you say that name? <laughs> right <sighs> martha you know fucking watch your mother what you know watch your mother's name right. space martha Oh, oh shit. shit, he's in the Justice League now. Welcome, Darkseid. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, fuck, man. But it's like, as fans, and as, you know, it's like, creators can create. And I think we have to allow that. And unfortunately, sometimes they're going to do things that we don't like. And if you don't like that, we also have the ability to where, like, okay, cool, like, we know this is where the character story goes. If you don't like Last Jedi, and you don't like what Last Jedi does to Luke, and you don't like what, how fucking, how I feel, Episode Nine tries to retcon that and tries to fix that, if you don't enjoy that, well, you'll always have the original trilogy. Yep. You'll always have fucking A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Right. And you don't have to, like, you will you know they exist, and you've seen them, but you never have to be like, well, that's that's a what if. Well, here, here's the other thing, too. If you really didn't enjoy it, if you really don't like it, talk with your wallet. Don't go see Don't go see Rise of Skywalker. Don't go see Last Jedi if you didn't enjoy Force Awakens. Don't go and shit on something go don't don't go and spend money just to shit talk it yeah i i think that yeah i agree with that don't it's spend the money just, just to shit it, on it and I, don't I'm not go saying, into it thinking i already know i hate this right i'm not saying if you go in and you see it and you 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 know you've spent your money you've spent your hard-earned money and you don't like it that's an entirely different thing go in with the open mind of this could be great yeah, I agree, definitely. Because if you're only in, like, why are you spending your money? Like, movie tickets aren't fucking cheap. Oh, fuck so, like, no. why would you spend your money on something? You're like, ah, I'm gonna hate this. Like, I mean, I, I, a dark part of me wants to go see cats, but I know I won't enjoy cats. Right. So, so I'm, I'm not, not gonna, gonna fucking go see cats. Like, why the fuck would I go see cats? <laughs> I have no reason to. I'm gonna watch it if it comes on, like, HBO and shit. I'll watch cats because I want to see the fucking insanity of that movie. But, like, I don't want, I, I know I'm not gonna like cats. I right. barely like the musical. <laughs> so I'm sure the fuck not gonna like the fucking big bud. Like, I, I'm not a musical guy. Like, I'm a theater guy. Like, I fucking, I have a degree in theater. I fucking, you know, I went to fucking school for theater. I went to school for scene design. I, you know, I fucking, I, I'm starting a theater with my friends over at Spring Hill. Like, we're right. opening a fucking theater. I'm not a musical guy. Which, so, by like, the way, folks, if you're, if you're listening to this, Spring Hill is getting ready to do their uh, Kill on the Hill in the, uh, April, I believe? Uh, March. March. It's the beginning of March. It's going to be the weekend after Mousetrap, actually. So. We actually have auditions tomorrow and Monday for uh, Mousetrap. By the time this podcast goes up, auditions will be over. But we are having auditions for Mousetrap and shit coming up. So that's fun, man. We got a big grant and everything. See, that's so. awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And hopefully people don't shit on me and send me death threats because, you know, we uh, created some shit. <laughs> I've heard people say you're not a real artist until you've gotten the death threat, though. Uh, definitely. I mean, I don't want death threats, though. I like. I, if I make a big movie, I'd be okay with it. Like, you know, if, say, I ever made it, like, I don't know, my personal opinion, like, we're, I, I think we're pretty far from our discussion oh, at this God, point. Yeah. But if I ever did that as an artist, and I make a fucking, uh, I don't know, I make a movie that's, uh, I don't know, incredible, terrible, I don't know, either or both, I don't know. 
and you know a big budget film. You ever you ever make a movie that's terrible? Please just make it an enjoyable terrible. So I at least well, I'm not I writing it, so it. I'm just gonna do whatever material I'm given. But like, if people were like, you know, send me death threats and shit, I wouldn't care as much. Be like, oh no, fucking, you know, like I hate nerds. Seventy two on Twitter sent me some fucking hate mail. Like whatever, man. But like, if I'm doing community theater and I got a fucking like letter at my house, I'd be like, shit, man, I gotta call the cops. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're so fucking passionate about community theater that you're sending fucking death threats, like, listen, man, I got a, a very few of us up here are fucking actual trained, per, like, professionals in this. Like, one of my favorite parts about community theater is my first fucking show as a community theater per, uh, actor is it was me, a fucking English professor, a fucking veterinarian, uh, fucking, you know, like, a barista, like just some random yeah. fucking people that are just like, I like theater. I'm like, hell yeah, you like theater. Let's make some fucking theater, kids. And I mean, like, there were other people that were, like, really good at theater and, like, also had degrees. But it's like, I mean, I like a fucking vet, man. She was, like, she didn't have any time for fucking theater. She was busy saving animals and shit, but she'd <laughs> fucking show up and do shit. I loved it, man. She was awesome to work with. So, and I mean, I love all the people I work with, and, you know, if I'm being honest. But it's like, that's one of the things I love about community theater. So if you're sending death threats over community theater, though, like, give us a bad review, but don't fucking send a death threat. Right. Like, I've gotten bad reviews. Oh, man. Like, not personally, but shows I've been in. The worst review I ever got, man. Oh, I was so pissed. Uh, sorry, this is totally sidetracked at this point. Uh, I did no exit for my senior capstone in college. It's uh, Jean-Paul Sartre, and it is uh, French existentialism. If you ever heard Hell is Other People, that's where it comes from. It's three people trapped in hell, and at the end of the play, like, it's just hell is other people. Uh-huh. Like, that is, that, that, that's the point of it. It's fucking French existentialism, like I said. And it's a one-act play. Well, I had an actress who, unfortunately, uh, she got really fucking sick two days before the show opened yeah and uh she was able to do the show but she needed a break midway through it and so we had to put an intermission in and i found a place for an intermission in a one act which was really impressive and we had an intermission and so it was the first time that a marietta college show had ever been fucking reviewed in this fucking new in a local newspaper like this and it's fucking reviewed and this guy fucking he starts off with saying college kids shouldn't be doing the show which Fuck you, man. It's college. It's educational right. theater. Like, hey, we do what we got. Like, this is the show. Like, they were like, Chuck, you can do the show. I was like, let's fucking party. So I do no exit. And uh, so he starts off with that. And then he leads off with, uh, the performances were fine. I really enjoyed this, this, and this. The only gripe I have is that uh, Mr. Bonikowski, for some reason, decided to turn this into a two-act show. And he shit. He then spends a paragraph just fucking blasting my choice mm-hmm. and I was fucking livid but I mean that's that was that's, a growing moment it was an educational yeah. moment but that that's a creative choice you were forced to make I was and that was like that was where you like for me that was my artistic I have to deal with a complaint like that was the biggest complaint I've ever seen um, I've gotten some other feedback and some criticisms uh, throughout my career after that but that was the first time I'd really adjust, like I'd had somebody fucking be like yeah man um, that was fucking wrong and I'm like, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> and I, uh, oh my god, I, I almost sent him a scathing fucking email. And then I, uh, I thought better of it. I let, and I did not talk with my temper. Yeah. And I don't regret that to this day. That was probably the best decision. Well, I mean, at that point, I don't know what the fuck he's gonna do. Dude's in fucking uh, Southeast Ohio. He's not fucking reviewing shows up here in Canton, Maslin area. So I'd be fine. But uh, I don't regret not sending that email. Right. So, I mean, that's, like, the big... You know, it's, like... but So, it's, like, I can totally understand, like, actors who get fucking inflamed when they see shit, and it comes back, because I was fucking pissed as a director. Like, you fucking piece of shit! You fucking... You want to know why we fucking did that? I'll fucking explain why we fucking did that! You come to my fucking talk back, motherfucker! Jane Doe got so fucking ill, we had to put it in, and she barreled through it to get through it as long as we put that break in there for her. Yeah, and she did, too, man. Like, fucking... Uh, her name was Skylar, man. She fucking killed it, dude. 
Like, uh, she fucking killed the part. And honestly, everyone did, man. Josh, Letitia, Skylar, and fucking Phil, man. They killed it, man. They made my fucking senior year. Fucking, uh, my last production in college, they made fucking magical. That was a good time. Totally off the rails, but, I mean, that's what story time with Chuck is all about, right? <laughs> it's how the rooster rolls. I mean, I love story time with rooster. Uh, man, with that, I mean, I feel like this episode's pretty much rolled to an end, man. It we're, uh, God, we're pushing has. two hours on this one. Sorry, Commandos. We apologize, but uh, sorry, thanks for sorry. sticking with us. Yeah, man, I mean, it's been fun. It's been a really enjoyable like time. Like I said, we just like to have fun. So, uh, With that, uh, there is still the Bone Contest. We're going through uh, January 19th. So please give us a review on iTunes. Give us a review on the Facebook page. All you have to do is just type out what you like or dislike. Honestly, what you dislike will probably help us more, but it's always nice to stroke the ego a little bit with likes. Right. So tell us what you think of the show. Like, what do you think we're good at? What do you think we're bad at? And, you know, we'll take it into consideration. Even, even if you tell us that, by the way, you got this information wrong, it was this uh, this episode or it was this uh, this piece of information. Yeah, I fucked up an episode last week. Squiggles caught me on it. Uh, My Hero Academia. I thought it was episode 27 they picked names. It's actually episode 26. Yep. I'm pretty happy with where, with, uh, where I, I guess, I though. told him, I, I was like, I was actually pretty impressed of how close you got to that. Like, I'm pretty happy about that, man. Well, it's okay. Earlier today, uh, Noel and I, or my, I think it was today, Noel and I were talking about Full Metal Alchemist, and we were talking about that, and I was like, yeah, I mean, how the fuck am I supposed to know what episode it is? I was like, I don't know what episode 26 of FMA is. That's my favorite anime until my hero ends, and I can judge it. And then I was like, well, I think it's going to be the episode where their teacher first introduced, and they get to Rush Valley, and we looked it up, and it's the episode they get to, I haven't watched <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist in 10 fucking years. That's awesome, and I was man. like, Jesus, cute, man. But I mean, I knew that episode, I knew the series was like 51 episodes. So like it's about halfway through, so they have to be doing this about there. So that was fun. I was pretty proud of myself on that one. That's, That's the uh, stroke the rooster's ego on that one a little bit. But yeah, so uh, you still have your chance to win Bone. Uh, it's volume one of the trade paperback, which we're going to talk about in one of the videos in the near future. So we really hope that you guys enter. We get able to send it out, and then probably February we'll do the actual discussion to give you a chance to read it. So please, and please, we, we want to discuss it with you guys. So if you if you have it, let us know. But if if you don't. Give us, uh, just write the review. You can get it for free. Right now, there are zero entries. So yeah, so your are odds are really good. fucking good right now. You got 14 days, so please enter. Uh, check out Woo That's Hot. Uh, Woo, today, that's hot. an hour and a half ago, the newest episode should have dropped, yep. which will feature me eating a scotch bonnet over there with John Hiller. I need to hook up with him so we yeah. can do one. And uh, well, we'll have some shit coming in the near future. I'm sure. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I got some plans for that, boy. <laughs> Uh, and then, as always, like I said, you know, give us a review. Let us know what you like, what you disliked. Hit us up at uh, Instagram at Crowing Commando Rooster. You'll see uh, mostly pictures of my glorious little boy. Uh, but you'll also see some geeky shit up there whenever we get around to it. Hit us up at our Facebook page, Crowing Commandos. That is Crowing Commandos. I'm sure you can find it at this point. You can find me on Twitter at C Bonakoski. That's C B O N A K O S K I. Uh, maybe maybe Squigs will get over there and he'll actually uh, post some shit too. I've I've got one. I gotta look at what it actually is. So I, I will do that next week and maybe start posting again. It's uh, been a long fucking time. And you but. can find us on YouTube. We posted our first video Thursday night. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday and Thursday production videos uh, schedule. So you can look forward to those on the YouTube channel. And that's at Crowing Commandos. Uh, with that, man, you got anything else, Squigs? Uh, no, I think we're good this week. All right, man. And with that, the quote of the week is, it is our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. And that'd be from Albus Dumbledore in the Chamber of Secrets. With that, I'm Rooster. I'm Squiggles. This is the Crone Commandos signing out. See ya. Hey, Nate. Thank you so much for that awesome intro. And Rooster. 
Your voice is just getting better and better. Please buy some outro. Bye, guys.